I bought that £150 Ghostbusters set and I've got horrible buyer's remorse. Is it terrible? No, it just wasn't worth 150 fucking quid. Ah, when I pre-ordered it, the American one had dropped down to $99. Hmm. So I thought, I'll pre-order the UK one and hopefully it'll follow suit. And it didn't. And then not only did it not do that, the one in, from America, because it comes in like a cardboard ghost trap. Oh, amazing. But the American one's got a little light in it that lights up, which I'm not that bothered about, because once the batteries go in it, it's just a fucking box again. Yeah. But, um, or, you know, the liquid from the batteries leaks into it eventually, it ruins the whole fucking set. But to be paying, like, you know, 50 quid more than they paid, or, you know, their equivalent of, mm. whatever that works out in dollars, to be getting less, just feel yeah, kind of shit. I bought yeah. it because I wanted the special features. It's got like um, different assembly cuts of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Oh, right. Okay. And it's got some new deleted scenes that I've not seen before, and it's got some other extras. Um, but yeah, I just a little bit kind of like, eh, probably didn't need to buy it. But it was my big. received it. Yeah. It was my big yeah. post Christmas treat. So and I do yeah. love Ghostbusters. So, so why the fuck not? Anyway. Welcome to the Nerds Who Isolate Themselves, number 14. I am Stuart Moraine, and I'm joined as always by... <clears throat> by Andy Hanks. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Sorry, I thought you were going to talk longer. I took a swig of drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am good, thank you. Not too bad at all. Um, yeah, we're doing something a little different for this one. We're going to do a uh, countdown of our top 10 favourite cartoons. Uh, we'll go a little bit more into that in a minute. But first, we'll do the usual meandering catch-up so what have you been up to what's been going on in the world of andy or the world of zoot not much fair enough that was good okay no. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, things are going okay thank you been very busy i've been trying to like go head first this year into my work um i yeah can't really complain um zoot wise lots of nice interesting things going on um nothing i can really talk about at the moment um which means that i'm not really posting a lot of stuff on my instagram page unfortunately at the moment because I'm, i haven't really got enough time to do sketchbook which is a nice problem to have yeah um but i do kind of you know and life drawing starts back up again tomorrow so oh, cool. i will be so that'll be a nice bit of relaxing drawing as opposed to doing drawing for everybody else um but um yeah, I um, what else can I talk about? On uh, I've done uh, some downtime over Christmas. Um, I've been looking around with character designs. I'm very much into my character designs at the moment, and I'm really trying to push my skill level on that. I've entered a couple of competitions and didn't get anywhere. Some character design, um, professional character design competitions, but I was just quite pleased that I actually got my work. Um, actually entered because they're quite strict on their entries uh, if they deem it not 
suitable or not for the brief or their standard isn't quite high enough, then they actually will, they won't accept your entry, believe it or not. Um, Trying to be sex tape. So, absolutely. That's <laughs> totally my sex life. <laughs> An um, accepted but, entry. Accepted <laughs> entry. <laughs> um, but I, I actually got accepted. Um, and the, the, the winners were released today. Um, and I didn't get anywhere at all, but I don't care. I mean, there's about six or seven hundred entries, but I got in, so I'm quite happy. I was gonna say, that. you got accepted, that's yeah, that's all I wanted. Um, but uh, so I sound like you. one of those parents, at least you had to go, <laughs> yeah. We put it on the fridge, we're supposed to get it back <laughs> and I stick it on the fridge. But one cool thing is, um, this they've just released the the, the challenge, they draw the character design challenge for this month. And it's redesigned the Ninja Turtles, which okay. made me think of you. Yeah, just have a crack at designing the Ninja Turtles. So I was thinking about telling Steve Sims about it. Are there many more sure ways you can go with Ninja Turtles, though? Well, that's just that's the challenge, isn't it? You want to think of something. Yeah, I suppose. Um. So so yeah, that that's yeah. So I was thinking of uh, yeah, I'll probably um send Steve a message about it because it'd be something he'd be interested in I think I say that but I'm sure Steve Sims could knock something up I'm sure he'd do a very very good job at it there'll be badgers <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, um, but yeah apart from that um, I also finally updated my um, my website as well this month um, last week I think it was a week before oh I saw so, you did a new blog post I got a new blog post on there and I will be updating it a lot more than I am because I realise I'm paying for it, so I've got to make use of it. Yeah. Um so yeah, please, you know, go on there and have a look at what I'm rambling about. Um basically it was all about last year and kind of how I you know, like last year was quite incredible for me. So yeah. that's mainly what we, we I, I spoke about really. Just kind of stories about last year and the fact that I'm still completely confused on how it all happened, but it, you know. Um but yeah, go and have a look. Yeah. And yeah, the website's in the links in the show notes. So, But we'll get yeah. more at the end as well. Okay. Yeah, my Instagram's been pretty sparse at the minute recently as well because I'm back working mm. on a comic. So I have three comics on the go, but I'm currently hip deep in the particular one. So, Is that common knowledge yet or are you keeping that quiet? Um, I'm not keeping it quiet because it's not like, you know, it's some big trade secret. It's um yeah, I'm working. I had a couple on the go. I've got pubes on the go, which I'm off and on. And then <laughs> yeah, it's about time, mate. I mean, you are I know. Age now. I'm really. I've been thinking really hard about it, and stuff's starting to happen. <laughs> um, trouble with pubes is I started doing it on paper, whereas this one I roughed things out on paper. Can we just like, make it clear that you have a comic book called Pubes? Yes, I'm working on a comic called Pubes. Think the blob, but with pubes. Um, <laughs> that's my uh, elevator pitch. Uh, brilliant. Oh, please get yeah. That that would need to be your with your uh, with what they call it your strap lines on the back. Your <laughs> quotes. Clyde the blob, but with pubes. Followed by a quote from my wife that would probably be something like seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um. Yeah, I got that and I got walls, which are two that I've been kicking around in my head for the last year or so and not done anything with. So, but walls is the first one. I'm like I say, I roughed 
because I don't write scripts. I rough it out and then, you know, chuck the dialogue on and then tweak it as I go back and redo it properly, mm. which I'm sure is many other comic book people are like, what the fuck? You can't do it like that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think there's any right or wrong way of doing well, no, it. No, it's, it's still writing and rewriting. It's just a more elaborate write, isn't it? Mm. Um, I make little notes in my phone and shit. But yeah, and then that one I'm doing all digitally, which is quite handy because a lot of panels are quite similar. So I can, again, I'm going to freak some people out, but I can cut the previous panel and move it over and then just tweak the facial expressions or the head movements or whatever to how I want them to be. I think you'll find everyone does that. Yeah, well, for one, it saves time. And for two, what's the point in redrawing something exactly the same just to change the position of an eye? It's been like animation. That's how animation works. Exactly. So... I'm doing that. So plus no fuckers falling over themselves to buy my original pages. And um I did a nerd strip for the first time in ages and I did that one all digitally as well. And decided to make a joke about it. <laughs> and the uh violence that ensues when you try and teach me how to do things digitally. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that's sort of it for me. I mean to be fair this whole podcast may go off the rails when I break this next bit of news to you, but have you heard that Neighbours might be axed after 40 years? Yes, I heard that this morning. And it's take a moment, take tender. it in. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you going to do without toadfish in your life? So apparently the reason that it's being axed is because Channel 5 are dropping it. Yeah. And Channel 5 were the, what was it, was the partner? They, they were a partner, they stumped up a certain amount of cash, didn't they? Yeah. And because then they're not going to do it, they can't, yeah, they're basically not going to make it anymore. So, it's quite an end of an era, really. It is a weird thing, because it was a tea time thing when we were at senior school. And everybody watched it at senior school, whether they liked it or not, just so you could get into a conversation the next day. It, it was always uh, the broom cupboard, whatever they call it, whatever it went on to be called, the church, CBBC, uh, yep. Children's BBC. And then it was uh, News Round. And then yep. it was either something like Blue Peter or Grange was, Hill. Yeah, Blue Peter a couple of days, Grange Hill one day. Once one time, I remember way back, it used to be Rolf's Cartoon Club before it went into Yeah, it did. Neighbours. It was, it, it was also sometimes a run twist. Speaking of Australians that got axed. <laughs> and yeah, then it was Neighbours. And yeah. then you have to, after Neighbours, you have to turn over to uh, ITV. ITV for Home and Away. ITV for Home and Away. Yeah. yeah, I never watched Home and Away, I must admit. I used to occasionally watch it because I had a big crush on Rebecca Emeloglu, who's now in Neighbours. But They were saying about all the fav- all the big actors nowadays that started off in the, in the Australian sets. Yeah, Margot Robbie, yeah. Guy Pearce, Russell Crowe had guest spots in them. Russell Crowe's still a big name. I think so. Um, what's his name? It wasn't Thor in it as well. He was in Home and Away, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Jason Donovan and Kylie. Obviously. Uh, even Jim Robinson had a career in America. Yeah, he did. He was a singer, wasn't he? Yeah. No, that wasn't Jim. That was um, that was Jim Robinson, I'm sure. No, I don't remember being a singer. I thought he was. I thought he had now. Stephen Dennis had a brief music career. Maybe he played I'll Paul Robinson. Yeah, maybe uh, that's probably who I want about. This this has gone into far more neighbours talk than I thought it would, to be honest. Nostalgia. How more nostalgia can you get? 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's not really nostalgia for me because the wife still watches it while we have tea. Because it's it's short God. enough to have on while tea's on. So it's fucking <laughs> stupid. I don't get soap operas because they're all fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's people doing stupid shit they wouldn't do just for the sake of having a storyline that drags on far too fucking long to the point where you get so mm. frustrated you stop watching it for a bit. Uh, or, but I, uh, and my mum was on about oh, a couple of years ago. And I remember her ranting and raving about how stupid Coronation Street that was. Oh, it's such a stupid program. so far-fetched. She still watches it. Yeah. She can moan as much as she wants, but no, but she still watches it. Yeah, again, I used to watch that with Cat while I was drawing because it's something I can ignore kind of thing, but you inevitably get suckered in by certain things. And there's some things, I will give certain soaps credit, there are some things that they do very, very well. Mm. And certain subjects they tackle in ways that other things generally don't. Um, But... It is all fucking nonsense. Like I say, it is shit that drags on far too fucking long and goes beyond the realms of believability. Uh, but, but yeah. But other than that, I watched Reacher. Did you watch Reacher? I watched Reacher. Did you watch it in a Probably. day like I did? I watched it in two days. I watched what we watched because be both me and Tal watched it. And yeah. we watched uh, four episodes on Friday night and then four episodes first thing Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, me and Cat just spent all Saturday, oh, all Friday watching it. What did Cat think? No, I think she quite liked it, apart from like the eye gouging and bone crunchy stuff. <laughs> and the fitting in the boots. <laughs> <laughs> the trunk of the car, which is hysterical. Yeah, it's. I thought, because, as, as, you know, as a reader of the books, uh, I'm on book 12 at the moment, I thought it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I need to get back into the books. Like I say, I, I hit a point on Tripwire where I sort of was getting to the point where, like, a bit like soap operas, I was like, this is just getting stupid for the sake of dragging the story out. Yeah. But I've heard that some of the later Reacher books really come off the rails, but... Yeah, um, as I said before, I think, some of them are very formulaic. But you, you don't read them for that. You read them because they're quite easy to listen to. Well, that's um, kind to, of to read. And that's kind of Reacher, though, isn't it? It is actually that's actually that. It's, it's basically a it's a, it's, it's, an, it's an action movie you book for. Yeah. You know, you've got your car chases, you've got your big fight. You know, you, uh, you, know, you watch it for the character because the character it's, is pretty It's that cool. weird wish fulfillment thing, isn't it, of, you know. The strange nomad wanders into town, solves the problem, and leaves. It's all the shit we grew up on in the eighties. It really, oh, it absolutely is. It's you know, proper little is hobo come eighteen, come Rambo. He's fucking Michael Knight. He just doesn't have a crew behind him. Although he does in the CV series, he's got a uh, sort of PI on and off partner, hasn't he? Neatly. Yeah. They, yeah, which which who, who is in the books, but yeah, but she comes in off, book six, it? isn't it? It's, yeah. But yeah, I guess they needed and had a need to have an extra character in it, so it's not just Rachel running through. Boy, that's a step. They, they kind of need another because if well, I, I, I presume they're going to go with it. The fact that Reacher is the only reoccurring character. Yeah. So there is another like Neagley is in it every so often. I think she's in three books or two books. So I can see why they want to bring someone else in as a regular. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it worked. I thought the changes they made from the book for this worked quite nicely. Yeah, and there weren't that many changes. It was very, um, very faithful adaption, I thought. Yeah, without going into spoilers, certain characters are bigger than they are in the book. And the way certain characters die is swapped around. Yes. Like I say, without going into spoilers. It's, um, 
Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm hoping they're going to do them in book order. I know the books jump around timeline wise because isn't yeah. chronologically the Kidding Floor like story number nine or something? Something like that. Yeah, there are a couple, but it has his brother in it. Oh, sorry. St- uh, yeah, sorry. Was that a spoiler? Was a spoiler, mm-hmm. wasn't it? No, we, I think people know he has a brother. So. Okay. We haven't said anything um, beyond that. No, that's true. Um, I, I liked it. I mean, I liked the books. I liked the, particularly the, we've said it before, I liked the first Tom Cruise film. The second one's meh. It's, it's perfectly fine, but it's nowhere near as good as the first one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they actually hit one shot, how that will then compare to the Tom Cruise film. If they if they decide to do it, they might deliberately ignore that one. I wouldn't have thought so, because there's a lot from I've not read the book, but from what I can gather, there's a lot from the book that isn't in. So there's a lot they could flesh out still. Um, Just I mean, we've had countless adaptations of various Agatha Christie stories now, haven't we, sir? I, th- I think they'd have to make tweaks the same as they did with the Killing Floor book to TV. Yeah. So there's tweaks they could make to make it its own thing. Um, I thought he was good as Reacher. I thought he was really good as Reacher. I, re- um, I really liked him as Reacher. I thought because I think the character was you know quite uh, quite faithful. He, did, as I said to you, they I think he's got a little bit more humour. But yeah. you need that. I think you need a little bit of you need that kind of almost to, to be a nice person. To no, sorry, a, a person that you enjoy watching to be a likable yeah. person. You need that. Bit yeah, of humor it'd, be, it'd be very stoic otherwise, wouldn't it? Yeah. And to be fair, not think, necessarily a lot of the humour comes from him. It's from how people react to him as well. A lot of the humour comes yeah. from in the series, which works nicely. I like the changes they made to some of the characters to sort of make that work, but. And I must admit, there were bits from the book that I was couldn't quite remember. So as it was happening, I was kind of like, I know they did change that. And I like it. It kept mm. me sort of off guard. Otherwise, there's nothing worse than sometimes when you read a book. As the little shit behind me when I was watching Return of the King, a test to when he kept going, well, that's not how it was in the book. I like, shut the fuck up, man. I quite like them doing their own sort of thing with it because I've read the book. So I don't need mm. to see the book on screen. If it works in the book, it might not necessarily work. You know, as a TV show or a film. So, well, yeah, you know. that's very much the thing, isn't it? It's like uh, just because it looks good in a comic doesn't mean it'll look good on a screen or and vice versa. The very different mediums with their very different ways of telling stories. Mm. But, but yeah, um, other than that, I watched. I finally watched June, the new June. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I really fucking liked it. Really? Oh, cool. I mean, I like the original Dune as well. Mm. Um, I've never, I've tried to read the book and I really can't get on with it. It's apparently, so, it's very hard work. It's like Lord of the Rings. I can't read Lord of the Rings. I just cannot fucking focus on it. <laughs> oh, that's hard work. I've read that. Um, that I mean, that took me months. So yeah, I just, if it becomes a chore to read something, maybe I need to get like Dune in like an audio book. Yeah. It might be better to have somebody read it to me, mm. you know, like I'm a fucking child. But yeah, wrong with audio books, mate. Trouble I've got is I'm a very slow fucking reader, so that's the other problem. So it's really difficult to keep track of books sometimes. I'm making myself sound like a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, but I know I really liked the film. It fucking looks gorgeous. Um. I've started a list this year of my 
films that were released this year my top 10 and films that I saw for the first time a top 10 oh, yeah. so I saw two films that are potentially in my top 10 for this year so far which was Belfast and Mass yeah yeah I really liked it we had quite a nice day we had a sort of grown-up day so we went oh, to lovely. cribs and I, I bought toys yeah um, <laughs> grown-up day <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's so much better to go to Cribs because it's only a fiver. I know. I was amazed by that. We went to go and see. What did we go see at Cribs? Was it the Eternals? I think it was. Yeah. I can get over the price because even what you spend in petrol is cheaper than what you spend in the rest of the ticket price in Gloucester and the parking. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So and it's not that much of a ball like to get to Cribs. It's what twenty minutes and on a good day, half hour on a shitty one. And it's a nice cinema as well. Yeah, it's very nice. And um, and, if you, if they, and it's really cool that was it. Is there a pizza hut in there now? No, it was I don't a pizza think so. Wasn't it? Was it chaos? Something in there. There's some. I know they got a Baskin and Robbins. Well, they always know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I um, I enjoy it. It is like a fucking very expensive sweet shop in there, though. They definitely get yeah. the markup on the sweets because they're like four pound oh, yeah. for a bag of minstrels. Yeah. But what else have I watched? Anything exciting? I watched Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day. Oh, did you? Yeah. I've forgotten how good that film was. I've not watched it for years. Yeah. Because you know a film that you grew up with that you've watched so much? Yeah. That now when you come to it, it's like, can I be asked? It's like, I know I like it, but can I be asked to watch it? (laughs) And um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed watching that again. Um, I watched Freaky as well, the um, Vince Vaughn body swap horror film. Oh, it's a horror movie, is it? Well, it's a horror comedy. Oh, okay. That was really fucking good. Yeah, I've seen that advertised. I it's on Sky at the Sky, moment. Yeah, yeah, if you've got Sky Movies, it's on there now. Yeah, I've got Sky Movies. Um, I watched One Shot. I got home. I watched it after work last Tuesday. It was on there, and it's like just one of those scott adkins action movies i was like i just fancied something that's just fucking shit yeah it's all right i quite enjoyed it it's very much one of those director dvd action movie kind of jobs Mm. but i was like that was perfectly fine for an hour and a half quite enjoyed it um and yeah i watched the killing two lovers as well which was really good but a very very different film Mm. very um indie sort of that's sort of it for what i've been watching and that um one thing i forgot to do when we did our um end of year thing was i didn't pick an intention fail for this year an intention fail yeah which is what they do on that comic smell but they pick they usually pick three i picked three last year and only did bone but i forgot to pick one for this year which i'm currently trying to reread a load of my superman comics i think my intention fail this year is going to be strangers in paradise So there is an omnibus, but I don't have the omnibus. So I'm just going to go through all my trays because I've not reread it in a long time. So I think that's going to be my intention fail this year. So and shout out to the That Comic Smell crew for reminding me about it. <laughs> um, I love the idea of an intention fail. Shit you bought years ago that you haven't got around to reading. Yeah. Because, again, I've read them in individual issues, but I've never actually sat down and read it as a whole because I read it as it was coming out. 
So sometimes reading it as a whole is a different thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's my intention, Phil. But other than that, that's sort of it. What's it called? In, uh, attention fail. Or intention, intention fail. So when you intend to fail? Well, I always, they went with intention fail because it rhymed with, was it holy grails and intention fails? Oh. Was what they were doing. And then it just became intention fails. I always interpret it as something you intend to read, but you probably won't. Oh, okay. Or something you bought with the purpose of reading, but you've never actually got around to it. So now you're going to tackle that because you intended to read it, but you failed. So it's an intention fail. Oh, I see. I understand. So that's my interpretation of it. But so far this year, my comic reading has been shit. I'm currently reading Superman Red and Blue, which is a collection of little short stories. Mm. Even that's taking time because I'm so in, like, hip deep in actually working on a comic and just playing around with different things. I've uh, not really had time to actually sit and properly read comics, which is annoying. But we'll get there, which is why you set yourself an intention for. I see. Okay, yeah. But, but yeah, but anyway. Like I say, for this one, we're doing something different with the main body of it. Yeah. Because everybody loves a good top ten. So we're going to be picking our top ten cartoons. Um, right, the idea was that it'd be what would fall under the blanket in America of your Saturday morning cartoons. So that rules out your Fraggle Rocks, your puppet stuff, uh, Terror Hawks and the like. Um, and I you can make it short. I just <laughs> my top five. <laughs> so your um your Looney Tunes, your Disney cartoons, all those things that were made as short films for the cinema originally. Yeah. So you, you're sort of just talking to make about it more your, difficult. Your, your fifteen to twenty minute cartoon blocks. Obviously, some things slightly changed for us because in the UK it was always slightly differently, and they weren't always on on a Saturday morning. But yes, yeah, so. So we're caught, we can kind of generalise them. I know they're not always, but we can generalise them as Saturday morning cartoons, can't we? Yeah, that's, because... that's the easiest bracket to fall in, put them under, yeah. I think. Because generally, particularly the American ones, I've got a couple of English cartoons, but particularly the American ones, generally it was a Saturday morning thing. Yeah. Or I think some of the bigger ones they put on in like weekday evenings, which is weird. I don't know how much after school cartoons they had in America because I never grew up there. So if we have them... I always remember on, um, uh, on what was the um, weekday breakfast cereal TV show on ITV? Uh, was it not GM? Was it GMTV? It was GMTV, wasn't it? They always used to have a cartoon on around half past seven, didn't they? Yeah. For years, it was Mario. That's right. And, and X Men, I think it was. was no, that was BBC One. That was BBC One, was it? Yeah. Uh, there was something else on as well. There was always there was Mario, and there was always there was something else after a while. Was it was it Power Rangers? Possibly they used to show He Man, but they used to. Yeah. I remember those cartoons more as being part of Wackaday or Wide Awake, the Timmy Mallet yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, and particularly in the summer holiday when that got bumped up to an even longer slot. Mike Myers used to yeah. be on that. On what Wackaday? Uh, Wide Awake. Did he really? Yeah, uh, he was. There was two like sleepy Canadians, if memory serves, and he was one of those. 
Yeah, so it used to be that. And then I remember when I started going to a childminder when I went to senior school and they had Sky. So it was DJ Cat on Sky One with the kids thing in the morning. Um, and then Cartoon Network in its infancy when it used to show old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yeah. Um, including one of the ones that is so close to being my number 10, but just doesn't quite get there. Um, yeah, and then say Saturday and Sunday mornings on BBC, ITV and Channel 4. Those cartoons, you don't get that anymore. Like going live and live and kicking. You really don't. I, I don't know if there's equivalent of it on like CBBC and all that. But I don't think there is. Not what, I, not what I've seen. But it was kind of the well, thing yeah. of like, you know, Saturday morning telly was us. Now it's all cooking shows. It is, yeah. Saturday morning kitchen. Yeah. Uh, um, I remember, there was a very, there was a very short-lived TV show. Was it the 815 to Manchester? Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Very short-lived it was. Yeah. It's a, see, my ideal Saturdays when I was a kid, I was talking about this um, on a group the other day online. My ideal Saturdays used to be, and I'm aware I'm like doing an amalgamation of different Saturdays and merging them into one perfect one. But it was like, get up, watch Spider-Man and X-Men and some of the old Marvel cartoons. Go to town, get comics, come back, mm. watch Batman the Animated Series, movies, games and videos and the ITV chart show. Movies, games and videos, yeah. Then I'd, I'd read the comics. Sometimes it'd be an old episode of Night Rider or something on in the afternoon on ITV. Baywatch, then flick over to BBC One for Lois and Clark. Then it was Noel's House Party. Then there was usually <laughs> Casualty. And then after that, there was a Saturday night movie. Mm. That used to be my perfect Saturday. So it'd be something like Patriot Games or, you know, one of those quote-unquote big movies at the time. Yeah. That That's hey, what Saturday used to be for me. But Saturday morning cartoons, fucking great. The one on ITV where it used to be the guy doing the weird Max Headroom thing. It wasn't Max Headroom, but... And they used to show Animaniacs, Batman the Animated Series. Um, Here Indiana? Possibly Goosebumps. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they used to show all those. Love that shit. Like I say, and then it was into movies, games and videos. I used to love movies, so... games and videos. It's fucking brilliant. So one thing we aren't going to go on about today are, are what we should call adult cartoons. So things like yes. The Simpsons. Simpsons, Family Park. Guy, South Park, yeah. That's, that, that can be a separate top ten. See how well people like this top ten. Yeah. And take it from there. So, so yeah, should we go into it then? Do it. Let's go. So Okay, then. So we're one. calling this section Top of the Tunes. And because we're doing a top... 10 sort of countdown I think it's time to bring on the wizard all right so how this is going to work then is we're going to do our 10 each so Okay. Uh, either you can go first or I can go first. I don't mind which. If you say one that's on my list, we'll talk about it when it comes to my list. Okay. If, or if I say one that's higher up on your list, we'll come to it on there. So if I say Peppa Pig's my number 10, but yeah. it's number five on your list, we'll wait till we get to your number five. Number so you one don't, on my list. 
you don't tell me where it is on your list you just say that's on my list and then we'll talk about okay. it in a bit uh, okay. or if it falls in your honorable mentions we can mention it then um yes we'll do that then we've got a few honorable mentions and then once we're done we'll recap our top tens so yeah so shall i go first you go first right i was swinging between two so it'll be my top honorable mention later on the one that didn't make it i think my number 10 is going to be around the world with willie fogg from 1983 i i don't have that Ah. do you remember it i do remember it very much i remember the theme tune very well yeah my thing with this is i've got it on dvd and i've never actually brought myself to rewatch it Mm. this is based purely on nostalgia I love the Around the World in 80 Days story. I, I was reminded of this more because they just did that David Tennant TV series, which was all right. Oh, of course. Yeah. I wasn't sure on it to begin with, but it got better. Um, but yeah, and I remember the Pierce Brosnan miniseries from years and years and years ago, which I also had on DVD. Um, but I adored the story of Around the World in 80 Days. And it's one of the i've got another one on my list later on but it's one of the ones that's like a serialized cartoon mm. where there each was quite episode, a few of those wasn't there yeah each one leads into the next one if you miss one and they used to always play it on the six week summer holiday mm. and inevitably you'd go on holiday for two weeks or a week in the middle and your dad's never going to let you set the video to clog it up for two weeks with around the world in 80 days so you kind of saw it i've i saw every episode as a kid but in weird like blocks all over the place because he used to show it in the afternoon sometimes as well when it originally aired so i missed a couple then and i caught them up in the summer holidays um it was just great it was like appointment telly for a kid um i don't remember it being 1983 when we got it though i think we must have got it later or at least had a rerun oh, of it yeah absolutely because um, i remember it quite well so i reckon i reckon 87 88 i guess yeah. like i say they probably showed it several times it had that iconic theme tune, so. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely late eighties when they um, showed it again in the summer holidays. So, but I suppose it was easy appointment viewing for the summer holidays, wasn't it? Guarantee mm. you come back. But yeah, that's my number ten. So, what's your number ten? Right, I, I, I'm, I'd be very surprised if this isn't further up your list. But what I'll do, I'll say it, and if it is up your list, what I'll do, I'll just say why it's so low. Okay. okay. So my yep. number 10 is Transformers. It is on my list. So I thought it might be. The reason it's so low on my list is because I hit this list with very much of a nostalgic kind of reasoning behind everything. And trans- believe it or not, Transformers is actually quite recent for me, the original cartoon. Uh, well, I, it's because you hate robots, so it's fine. <laughs> there you go. It's only really something that I've kind of gone back to recently. There's I take it we're talking the me. 84 to 87 Transformers. Yes, we are, the 84 to 87 one. To me, it was all about the toys, not yep. the cartoon. So that's all I'm going to say at the moment. There's, there's one in my honourable mentions that's the same sort of deal. Okay. But. All right, cool. All right, then, my number nine is Star Wars The Clone Wars, the 2008 to 2020 series. Okay, I don't have that. Uh, Again, I love Star Wars. Mm. I love The Clone Wars. The original two-minute short animated ones that they put out in two-minute chunks, but then it made up like an hour-long story. 
Um, that was great, but I really like the Clone Wars. Um, like a lot of series like that, there's some really shit episodes. Um, you know, Jar Jar Binks, Hijinks, that are there for the younger kids. But there's also some really great adult stuff. Because it really, a lot of the best stuff is when it focuses just on the clones. And you get to know them and you see them work as like a military unit. Yeah. It was such a good series. It ran for five series, then was cancelled. They released a DVD of like lost stuff, which was unfinished ones. That sort of dealt with the Master Cypher Dia stuff that hadn't been cleared up from the prequel trilogy. Um, And then they brought it back in 2020 to finish it off properly. And it tied into towards the end of that last series that they did in 2020 it ran sort of parallel to order 66 happening oh okay and you see like some of the clones who didn't do order 66 because the chip that made them do order 66 malfunctions mm. and one of them sort of order 66 is early before the order's actually given and that's how they discover that they've got a chip in them oh okay um but it's really it's a really good series it really I know for a lot of people, it sort of made the prequels make more sense for them, and they could actually enjoy yeah. them more. I mean, I always quite like the prequels anyway. I'm I'm that guy. But but yes, yeah, really good Star Wars that's series. What, and that's one likewise, of those shows I've never seen, and I really want to see it. You should. It's really good to just sit and watch. Like I say, it's to begin with, you're a little bit like this is a bit shit, and then I'll do a mm. really shit episode. You're like I don't know if I should stick with this, but stick with it. Mm. There's a okay. really good one that's just some clones like in an outpost defending it. Mm. It's such a good episode. It's like an assault on precinct 13, but Star Wars and for kids. Yeah. Okay. Not cool. for kids, kids. Um, there's other good Star Wars series as well. Rebels was really good. I have watched Rebels. Um, I really like Rebels. Um, and I really quite liked Resistance, which was the one that was very much aimed at younger kids. But actually, as it went on, sort of broke that mold and went a bit more rebelsy instead. What's the new um, one? Is it Bad Batch or something? Yeah, Bad Batch, which is just after the Clone Wars. Mm. Um, I think part of the reason they brought back Clone Wars for one last series was to do a soft pilot for Bad Batch. Right. Um, Bad Batch is pretty good as well, but I think if I had to pick one, Clone Wars is... Because obviously we grew up with droids and the Ewoks. We did. Which I've never been able to go back to again. I've got the DVDs they released of them, but I just can't quite bring myself to watch them because I've got fond memories of them. But I think if I had to pick a Star Wars animated series, it's Clone Wars. It's it's good, and you know there was the fan demand to bring it back for a reason. Mm. But that's my number nine. What's your number nine? So my plot. number nine, my number nine is Banana Man. Oh, I don't have that on my list. It's not even in my own mentions. That's one I clean <laughs> forgot about. So what so, the, did you get the years on that? Or? Yeah, so the years, that was 83, 26. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know, tell you what, doing this, you realise, it makes you realise that a lot of the amazing cartoon series weren't on for very long. No, I know. But, um, but yeah, so Banana Man, I just have, just coming home and watching it and... Um, straight after school you know while mum was cooking dinner and I just got fond thoughts of because it was because it was something that I found funny my dad found funny and they realized it was the goodies because it, it was all the goodies yeah absolutely yeah. and because which I didn't you know, find out two years later it never clicked yeah uh but it's the little things like the fact that he's swimming in space always used to fascinate me you know you know I, I don't know why but I just found that hilarious 
Um, and the, the humour was just silly, and it was very because I was very much into the Bino and Dandy at the time as well. And yeah. of course, you got that crossover. It was, I think, even Desperate Dan, I think, appeared in one or two episodes of Banana Man. Yeah, because Banana but, Man was uh, in the Dandy, wasn't it? He was for a while. After the cartoon, he was in the dandy. Yeah. Um, I know Uh, years ago they were trying to make a film of it, weren't they? But thankfully it didn't happen. There was even a teaser website with like a really moody version of the tune. Um, But yeah, I just absolutely adored it. And I've got, I know I had the annuals of it as well. That was just silly. And it's one of those things you can always remember that, 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 you know, this Eric, you know, was it 59 case he wrote? I've probably got that wrong now. No, I think it is that. It's when Eric eats a banana. That's it. Um, I've only got the really stupid bad guys like Texas Pete. Hang on, no, Texas Pete was super Super Ted. Hang on, who was the the banana guy? Who was the guy with the German helmet on with the the dastardly... Uh, Oh, bollocks. Yeah. See, it wasn't on my list, so... Because he was basically the same as Texas Pete, but with a German hat on. Yeah. Oh, bollocks, I can't remember his name. No, I can picture him, but I can't remember his name. Uh, That's one of those cartoons that just always seem to be there as well. Yeah. Hang on, his name was... Where were me? I'm just on the wiki. Uh, The characters. Uh, So you had the Crow, Chief O'Reilly, Dr. Gloom. That was him, Dr. Gleam of the Weatherman, um, Eddie the Gent, Apple Man. Of course, there was Apple Man. The Crow King was quite Zork. dark in a Banana Man, wasn't it? A bit like, you know, with his white painted face. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Can't really That's the it. crossover. That's what you should draw. Yeah. Is Banana Man meeting Eric Draven? Well, I never knew that. Guess who was... Uh... <laughs> Look at that, the vat is dark, isn't it? Um, so it says on here, Banana Man's arch enemy is General Blight, a parody of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> General yes. Blight, of course it was. Oh, okay, what was Eric's surname? I honestly cannot remember. Eric Twinge. <laughs> nice. There you go. I can't believe I forgot all about Banana Man. I don't know if it would have made, because it's quite similar to one of the other ones on my list, sort of for around that time. So Yeah. Uh, Which is actually my number eight. Um, Okay, so go for it, your number eight. My number eight ran from 1981 to 1992, and it is Danger Mouse. Nope, sorry. Higher up on your list? Yeah, that yeah, that's fine. I thought it might be on your higher up on your list. Very much so. It was higher up on my list for a long time, but then I sort of had to weigh it out. <laughs> <laughs> the the different things. So, all right, then what's your number eight? So, no, my number eight. Again, we're going Saturday proper Saturday morning before Wackaday or whatever it was. The raccoons. Nice. That's in my honourable mentions. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, it was just one of those things where I was always, we were always good downstairs. My sister used to go downstairs while mum and dad were in bed and used to put the TV on. And we sit there with bowls of cereal on, on the floor watching the TV. 
And it just, yeah, it just strikes me. I used to love the raccoons. Do you remember it was they... either Easter or Christmas they ran the raccoons movie that I think was I know that... is before I... the series? I didn't know there was a raccoons movie. Yeah, I think I cried at the end of it because I was little. And yeah, it ran it. It's got, it's got to be one of the greatest theme tunes, hasn't it? Is it Lisa yeah. Lockheed, something like that? Run with Run us. Run with us. Yeah, Cause, great. Was that, was that Hobo with a Shotgun? Yes. That song is in that movie, really yeah. randomly. Yeah, I wanted to get it, but the, her album that it's on is like stupidly expensive, obviously, because all the Raccoons fans bought it. It's such a great fucking 80s song as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and, the, and the original theme as well, you know, that one. Yeah. Fucking Cyril Sneer. Cyril Sneer. Cyril Very much the J. Jonah Jameson of the... Very much so. With his little gold tooth and his cigar. So what was he? Though? Was he an aardvark or an anteater or something like that? Yeah, he was very pink. He had pigs, didn't he? That was his three henchmen. He had three three pigs, yeah, with very high-pitched noises. Uh, pitched voices. They were and great. his son was friends with the girl raccoon, wasn't he? Yes. Then he got the, the raccoon with the star on his jumper. Yeah. What was he called? Oh, bollocks. There were three main raccoons. It didn't it run like girl. a paper or something like that? I can't remember now. Um, and then you had the two sheepdogs. Yeah. Which the I think dogs. in the movie you find out how they end up in the raccoons world. Oh, okay. If memory serves, I've only ever seen that movie once. And when they released the raccoons on DVD, they only released the episode, some of the episodes. They didn't release the movies. Oh, okay. That needs a proper light. In the age of streaming, shit like that should be on streaming just to watch. Yeah. They should have a. There should be a proper nostalgic. I think sometimes um, Pluto TV shows old cartoons, but you kind of have to watch it when it's on there. It's not like a streaming service. It is literally a digital TV station. Mm. So you kind of have to watch it when it's on there. But I think that's owned by Paramount, so it's really going to depend on who owns the raccoons. But the raccoons were uh, okay. great. That used to be on like, yeah, seven, half seven, eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. That's it. Yeah. It was proper before Pro- going live. Yeah, it used to follow something like the Gummy Bears. Not, not yeah. Gummy Bears, sorry. Gummy Bears was like TV. I remember that. But yeah. The Muppet Babies used to follow. Used to follow. Uh, awesome. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I made my honourable mentions. But it's more nostalgia. I can't remember much about the cartoon. I just yeah. remember loving it kind of thing. You got a DVD. I keep meaning to borrow off you. But... I do have a DVD, yes. I may have to do that at some point. All right, then. Uh, my next one is my number seven. Mm-hmm. Which I think, along with Clone Wars, is actually a recent one. It ran from 2007 to 2015, and it's Phineas and Ferb. Oh, of course. Yeah, I knew you mentioned that. I love Phineas and Ferb. I discovered it because when Jack was a baby and he used to get into our bed when we were still asleep in the early hours of the morning and we just put the Disney Channel on or Disney Junior on for him. But before they'd show tiny clips, like two minute clips from each of their from some of their shows Hmm. for each of their channels. So you'd have a mix of um, Disney XD, Disney Channel, Disney Junior. 
and that used to keep him happy but i used to doze and i'd just keep hearing this bit from phineas and ferb and i was like i've got to watch what that is and i just got sucked into it and then jack loved it as well so me and jack used to sit and watch phineas and ferb and i used to sing the theme tune and then he'd go phineas at the right bit <laughs> but uh but it was just have you, have you watched phineas and ferb oh yeah i've seen it yeah it's well, fucking genius it's like, you know, it's so obscure at times. Mm. And it's got some genius bits in it, like when they've got like bone for soup in through thing. And they're like, you know, thanks for coming. Like, we're just happy to have a gig. <laughs> little jokes like that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that one's on there for, like I say, the nostalgia of watching it with the boys and just genuinely enjoying it as well. As Is that the one the theme tune? Um, the, the, the sister shouts, oh, Mom, they're making a theme tune again, that one. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Mum, Phineas and Ferber making a title sequence. That's it. And Dr. Doofenshmirtz is just a genius character. <laughs> yeah. The fact he can't so, recognise yeah. Perry the Platypus unless he's got a hat on. <laughs> so, uh, what does he call all of his machines? Something innate or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the something innate. Yeah. So depending on what it is, but and I love that he's got his own little uh, theme tune, like the uh, Doofy Schmutz Evil Incorporated. But occasionally they'll change it up. So there's one where he's out on a boat with a bucket, and it's just Doofy Schmutz holding a bucket. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. I love it. But yeah, so that's my number seven. Like I say, that's the other most recent one. Then the rest from now is just pure childhood nostalgia love okay no. but what's your number seven then so my number seven running from 1982 to 1986 is yeah. cool I, I, I used to love inspector gadget and then i hated it so it didn't make oh, yeah. my list uh, <laughs> i love Inspe- loved inspector gadget uh, i love the idea of, of just everything being in the, you know in his suit in his head in his hat um the, yeah i just find this the fact also i always used to find it funny that it was oh it was never him who solved any of the crimes it was always penny or so Bren. Pen, yeah, um, yeah I just he's, he's that, very much the uh inspector cluso wasn't he yeah very much so um, uh, so yeah again all fun fun memories for me and um i just find it really funny and i just he's a really cool character he is a very cool character. I think I just hit a certain age where I watched it and I was like, this shit ain't funny. He's really yeah. fucking annoying. It's but. just, I think it's the fact that you don't know. He's ba- He's got an absolute infinite number of gadgets and gizmos and, you know, and just like he's got a different gizmo or different gadget for every episode. He's, he's got exactly what he needs, hasn't he? Yeah. It's like James whole, Bond. He always gets given yeah. the exact gadget he needs it's for the, that particular. It's the, yeah. It's the Batman shark repellent spray. Yeah. You know? Um, and I just find that really, really funny. He just really used to appeal to me. So yeah, yeah. is it Doctor Claw as well? You only ever saw his hand. Yeah, the claw. Uh, the is it? Yeah, no, Evil Claw. Doctor Claw. Yeah, is it Doctor Claw? Said, I'll get you next time. I'll get gadget. you next time, gadget. That's the one. Yeah. Um. And you never saw his face. No, until the Matthew Broderick film. Yeah, I brought it up. <laughs> never watched it. Could never bring myself to watch it. I don't think I've ever seen it. That's probably for the best. Uh, all right, then. My number six. Yep. Ran from 1994 to 1998. And 
this came down to two and i went with this one purely based on the other one the last series of it was pretty fucking shit and it's spider-man okay i don't have that really i kind of thought I that would have been it. on your list nope again that, uh, I, I never never watched it when i was a kid really that and x-men on going live or live and kicking because they used to break it up they show you half of it and then i'd either never see the second half or i'd miss the first half or very occasionally so it used to be you'd watch the first half of that flick over and watch batman the animated series and then go back mm. um i loved it like i say the other one that was up there for me was x-men but that last series of x-men where they seemed to farm it out and the animation got really cheap and it was just them going into space and it was all a bit wanky whereas spider-man held it for the five series it's still one of my favourite, if not my favourite, on-screen depictions of Spider-Man. Okay. Absolutely love it. Um, Spectacular Spider-Man, not much Spider-Man that came later on, were also very good. Spectacular Spider-Man mm-hmm. in particular, that's also on my honourable mentions, which only ran for two series. But yeah, I love Night Spider-Man. And that opening credits at the time where it was all computer graphics, of him swimming yeah. to the city. That shit, we'd never seen. Now you look at it and you're like... <laughs> That's fucking amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But at the time, it was like, this is mind blowing. It's like you're actually swinging through a real city. A bit like when it's the Children awesome. of Our film came out, and you're like, this looks so real. And now you look at it now, you're like, does it though? <laughs> so, a bit like the when the Iron Man cartoon came out, they always had that computer animation of him going yeah. in with the suitcase, didn't they? That's it, because you had obviously Spider Man and X Men are the two that everybody remembers, but also at the same time, you had Iron Man, you had a new Incredible Hulk series that ran at the same time, yeah. and they did a Fantastic Four one. Um, which were all sort of in that same connected Marvel universe. <laughs> so, you know, before the films did it on screen, this thing was doing it. Were there crossovers? Yeah, you had X Men pop up in Spider Man, Spider Man popped up in X Men, Iron Man was okay. definitely in Spider Man. Pretty sure the Fantastic yeah. Four were as well. Um, but yeah, no, that's my number six. I fucking love that series. And, um, I was, weirdly, it ends as well because he loses Mary Jane. She like, gets pulled into a different dimension. Oh, Never wow, resolved. Okay. Never resolved. It ends on an optimistic note of him having met a load of... They did the Spider-Verse before anything else did the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, and it ends with him like actually getting to meet Stan Lee, which is a very cool little thing because it's Madam Web brings them all together. And then he goes back oh, to his thing, course, but he's, he's more optimistic than ever that he'll ever find Mary Jane. But you never actually get to see him find Mary Jane. Oh, it's like Dungeons and Dragons all over again. <laughs> also an honourable mention for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, was... no, that's my that's my number six. Spider-Man, sometimes okay. called Spider-Man the animated series, but it was just Spider-Man then. Uh, my number six, you definitely will have on yours. I'm sure yep. of it. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Yep. Or Hero Turtles, as it was called at one point. Well, that's my number five, so we might as well go straight oh, into it cool. then. Fantastic. So, yeah, around from 87 to 96, I must admit, by about 92, 93, I'd largely dropped off it. Mm. Um, again, the animation changed slightly. Um later on but yeah i sort of i'd outgrown turtles by that point as well in that way you do as a kid especially one with a series that runs that long i think yeah that's kind of what it was for me the fact that because turtles was all we were all the hype uh, around that time 
um, and it was all over school and the films coming out and he would he would run to you know if there's any clips or any trailers you were trying to record the adverts with the trailer on it on the TV so every time there was adverts on the TV you try to record if it came on and uh, everything like that we was, I was so excited about that about the, the film um, but yeah I just used to absolutely anything I could get with turtles on it I used to gobble up um, not actually realising the cutting was a bit shit actually I still quite like it it's one I've gone back to and still quite enjoy mainly because it gives me that as soon as that opening music starts that Chuck Law opening music and just how well done those opening credits are they're really the use of shadow on the turtles it's all really fucking cool and the shot of April where it sort of does that little trick of the camera where you see them going up and then it moves and it's April looking in the mirror from the van and it moves again and she's leaning out of the van. I fucking love that series. And I always remember there's a couple of episodes where like the one voice actor is in, so there's like a completely different voice for Raphael. Oh yeah. Which is such a weird thing to like one episode in a series where the one guy's got a different voice for an episode. It's fucking bizarre, but I, yeah. I love it. Did you know um, the guy who played Reacher was actually the the, the, the voice of Raphael in the twenty four? No, he, he, movie? yeah, he was the body of him as well. Oh, he was the body as well, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in the mocap, which you know it's fine for Reacher. I don't think Ninja Turtles should be that big. I've said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> um, there's also other really cool Ninja Turtles series. The one that followed that was the Mirage Studio ones. In 2003, I want to say, or around then, that was really good. And then the Nickelodeon series they did around 2014 time, possibly earlier. Um, that was really good as well because that sort of incorporated the best stuff from the comics, the movies, and the original series into one really nice. I couldn't get on with the animation to begin with, but and then they did Rise of the Ninja Turtles, which I don't like so much, but. But yeah, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hero Turtles over here, wasn't it? Because ninja was a naughty word. Yeah, that's because Michelangelo never had nunchucks. No. No, they just gave him other things that we could easily bring up. It's what always cracked me up with Ninja Turtles too. They're like, you shouldn't have nunchucks because, you know, kids can imitate that. So so give him a string of sausages as well and watch him beat the shit out of people with those. Because kids can't get their hands (laughs) on a string of sausages. (laughs) Yeah. But it was literally sword. any household object that you could swing around suddenly was his weapon, and that was fine. It's like, I wouldn't know where to get nunchucks from, but I can fucking, you know, get a bit of fence with a post on it and swing that round. Yeah, I mean, in which, in which world, a katana is absolutely fine. Swords are okay, that's, that's all right, but yeah, you can't have nunchucks. Yeah, a bow staff is fine as well, because kids can yeah. never get their hands on a stick. On a big stick. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a bit like a broom handle. <laughs> but, but that that pheno- I mean as a younger kid obviously there were other phenomenon and crazes that sweep the nation but I was just the right age for Ninja Turtles to get caught up in that whole thing yeah um, say one will come to later that was already come up on your list Transformers the hype was very different for me then because it was just something that was sort of there kind of thing for me rather than something that had hype yeah um but i mean yeah we'll get onto that a bit in a minute but but yeah no ninja turtles is still a stead i mean i'm still a massive ninja turtles fan now and it's all because of that cartoon 
So if it wasn't for the cartoon, I wouldn't have got into the comics and the films and the wider Ninja Turtles universe. Um, and they were just always so much fun to draw. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, Very easy to fuck up. But... Yeah, it's really difficult to draw, actually, really. Yeah. Get right. Yeah, especially those ones, because it's, well, I mean, it's all circles, isn't it? But... Yeah. <laughs> but easy, like you say, easy to fuck up, especially once you get down to the body. Because, again, it should be simple circles, but it's you've got to get the arms right. It's a... Steve Sims is like, that's the easy fucking thing to draw. <laughs> but, all right, what's your number five? So my number five is Wacky Races. Nice, not on my list. Um, I just, I mean, I've always kind of been interested in cars and stuff, and that just got my imagination. Um, it was really silly and very predictable, and you know, but I, I used to love it. And the fact, I, I think... I mean, they always had different winners as well, which I thought was really cool. It wasn't always Penelope Pitstop or Peter Perfect who always won it, you know. But I don't think, in fact, I, I think there's one or two episodes where Dick Dastardly wins the race as well. I was about to say, did they ever do one where Dick Dastardly won, though? I'm pretty sure he did. That's a wrong message to send to kids, isn't it? The yeah. bad guy won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just loved that. And then after that, you had to catch the pigeon and, you know, yeah. everyone's as well. Uh, but I love Mutley. I love the character Mutley, which I haven't gone about in a bit as well. I love Dick Dastardly. Um, really enjoyed, there was that new Scooby-Doo movie called was it Scoob, I think it was yeah. called. Um, and I did get quite, quite excited when they turned up. Dick Dastardly in that, voiced by Jason Isaacs. Oh, was it really? Okay. Yeah. Which was just spot on. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I mean... I toyed with Hanna-Barbera ones. It was actually the one that was volleying in number 10 for a long time was a Hanna-Barbera one, which was Johnny Quest. Yeah. Which I caught when I started at senior school, when I went to my childminders then who had Sky in the children, in the early days of the children's channel, it was like Wacky Races, Space Ghost and Johnny Quest. And I love Johnny Quest. It's mm, questionable now. Some of its attitudes towards different ethnic people hmm. um i mean not out and out offensive like some but not not the best depiction i'd say <laughs> um but yeah i love johnny quest it really captured my imagination i loved for a long time drawing in that hanna barbera style because they had yeah. that obviously you've got your hanna barbera things that everybody knows the flintstones jetsons that sort of thing but they did those other cartoons like i say like johnny quest um space ghost uh, Captain Caveman was there. Yeah. Um, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. That was a Hanna-Barbera one. Jetsons, yeah, I said with the Flintstones. Um, but they did other ones as well. And I can't think what is it is. It's like Kazar or something like that. No, that's a comic character. But there was one that was like that, that was a, like a barbarian. Okay. Um, and I think Pirates of Darkwater might have been a late Hanna-Barbera one. You used to love that as well. Um, but yeah. But like I say, that was volleying in at my number 11 because I wanted something from the 60s and that was 1964. And that's one of the few ones I've still got on DVD and have them on back to. And it does hold up for me in that very kitsch 60s sort of way. Um, all right, then. My number four ran from 1993 to 1998 as part of ITV's Saturday morning lineup for us. And it's The Animaniacs. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't got that. 
but um, I would put money on you having that. Yeah, I mean, it's again, Pink in the Brain was also close, but I think I love the Pink in the Brain stuff in Animaniacs, so that's the best of mm. both worlds. And I just love Animaniacs, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. It's fucking genius. <laughs> it's let's not forget, it's the cartoon that's infamous for the look for Prince, and then Dot comes back carrying Prince the singer. And she says, I found prints. And Yako says, no, fingerprints. And then she looks at him, print smiles, and she goes, I don't think so. <laughs> Which, as a kid, you don't get it at all. Yeah. As an adult, you're like, oh, well, that's nasty. <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't know that. That is fantastic. But it's just such a great series and such catchy songs as well. The theme tune is amazing. Um, Yakko's World, where he sings all of the countries in the world, which, you know, is now out of date because some countries' names have changed and he missed some countries and other things. But it's just a great fucking song. And like I say, you had that. You had the Good Feathers, which was the Good Feathers as pigeons. Oh, my God. Yeah, the pigeons, the the, the Italian-American pigeons. Yeah, 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 the Good Feathers. The, The Joe Pesci one. You had um, uh, Slappy, the squirrel with the handbag. Can't remember that. Um, oh, what was the name of the dog that chased Mindy? And he used he used to save her life, but end up getting injured. Just like silly puppy. <laughs> when her mother went, she was like, "Okay, love you, lady. Bye bye." Which I still do when Catherine goes to work sometimes, <laughs> just to piss her off. Because you know. 95% of a marriage is pissing your partner off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved Animaniacs. I still love Animaniacs. I'm really annoyed that they brought it back on Hulu and we still haven't had it over here anywhere. Mm. Most things on Hulu should end up on Disney Plus because that's our UK oh, equivalent. Of course, because I've, I've seen the trailer for that. I'm sure they, yeah, the, the new trailer. Yeah, it came back in 2020, I think, in America. But we just never got it over here. I thought it might have popped up on one of the kids' channels or something, but no, nothing. Mm. Which partly, will it ever live up to the original? Am I better not uh, seeing it? Yeah, that's true. I think it's worth a look. Well, yeah, I'd watch it if it was on, but I'm not going to, you know, get one of those things where I can change my region code on my laptop so I can watch it online. Whatever they're called. Um. <laughs> All right, then, watch your album. That's it. Technical shit. Layers. (laughs) Uh, What's your number four? My number four is Batfink. Nice. Wasn't on on my list because, again, it sort of fell into the danger mouse. Yeah. 66 to 67. Literally just two years. And there were still like 60-odd episodes made. Yeah, they didn't fuck um, around then. No, they really didn't. Uh, they were not weekly. I've still got a Batfink t-shirt somewhere. Yeah. I, I think I, they used I, to. I, I think I bought it in Matalan of all places. I've years and years that. and years ago. Yeah. Batfink was one of those things that kind of my dad introduced me to it. I presumed he was on when he was a kid and he introduced me to it. And I absolutely loved just the absurdity of it. Your Pretty bullets can't kid. harm me. My wings are like a shield, shield of steel. steel. And then Karate, who is obviously very <laughs> racist now looking at it. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and Batfink's sonic beep. 
beep, 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 beep. Just fun. That was fantastic. And can you remember the any of the bad guys? You had Hugo a go go. That's right. Uh, what was the other one? I can't remember the other ones actually. But Hugo a go go was the the main guy. Did they ever release Batfink on DVD? Yes, I have it on the DVD. Yeah. Damn yeah, I might have to borrow that off you. Um, and then he has the, of course you had the back the the, the Batfink mobile or whatever it was called, and it was a, a pink beetle. Um, with like it was a, a pink frog, was like a beetle with like fins on the back. It was awesome, and I just remember watching it on the Saturday afternoon and just creasing up. It was just great. You know, it was silly. It was really short, and really, the animation is really bad. They used to um, show that sort of at the same time as um, Mighty Mouse. I remember those sort of being around the same time. <laughs> awesome! You can get a um. I know it's a Funko, but with the vinyl soda, you can get a bat fink and a can of drink. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It doesn't look quite right, though. Yeah. That's something I'm amazed there's not been more merch for. Bat fink. Yeah. I would have thought that would have been. I've got a bat fink somewhere, actually. I'm sure I have. I've sent you the uh, link to the. Funko soda thing. Oh yeah, cool. Let's have a look. I yeah. Oh no way. Oh, I see. He's actually in the. Oh okay. Oh no, that's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit. That's not bad, I think. No, it's sort of like the art on the can is very nice. Yeah. The the actual bat thing's not quite. But I mean, that's that Funko style, isn't it? I got a couple of those soda ones. I got a Superman one. I got a Rocketeer one because I had to get the Rocketeer one. I've never even heard of these before. Uh, I think I found them because Jack found out there was a Freddie Mercury one. Ah, there's a Mutley. Yeah, there's there's lots of different ones because it's like Funko Pops, isn't it? But just in a can mm. and slightly different. But but yeah, no, I'd forgotten about Batfink. Well, I've forgotten about Ross. Batfink, but I forgot to put him on my yeah, but. Yeah. I haven't watched that Bob Ross documentary. I'm not buying any of Bob Ross merchandise. Okay, fair enough. Because his family don't get any of the money. That's awesome. Yeah, like I say, that would be on my honourable mentions if it wasn't for the fact I'd clean forgotten about Batfink when I was doing this list. In that way, you do. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of doing it like this, the fact that you you can come up with stuff that I've all completely forgotten about and vice versa. Yeah. Um. All right, then, my number three, we can finally talk about it. It's Transformers. Ran from 1984 yep. to 1987. Um, right, it's here on my list, partly because I have really fond memories of it being the school holidays and my dad being like, well, I'll shut these two pricks up. We'll go to the video shop and we'll rent Transformers. <laughs> and it always seemed to be the one with the episode with the girl who, like, no matter what, she, it was her party and she was like one of those spoiled rich girl things. Um, I have vague memories of that always seeming to be the one that was on the video we got from the video shop. And I remember when the movie came out and going with my dad to the cinema to watch it. And him being like, that was like an hour and a half of noise. And I feel like it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and uh, like you say, the toys. Yeah. I don't know what came first for me, the cartoon or the toys. I think they were all just there. <laughs> where was actually, where was it shown on TV? 
Uh, I honestly can't remember. Like I say, it's more the video show. I think it was BBC One. Mm. I think it was one of the weekday afternoon ones. Because I can't really remember watching the cartoon at all. You know, I was very aware of it, but I think it was through the toys. Yeah, like I say, it was more renting the videos in the video shop. And then eventually after the movie, we bought the movie and then we bought a couple of the later episodes, the Headmasters and Return of Optimus Prime. I've got as a double video. Um, but yeah, I just like I say, it's that nostalgic thing of going up to the video shop and it's like two episodes on a de- on a video. I'm renting that. And um, I just fucking loved it. Like I say, the, and it's one that I've gone back to since and it holds up. Yeah. Yes, it's 80s kitsch, but it, it it holds up better than some of the ones that made my honourable mentions. Um. But yeah, I yeah, like I say just for that and just it was the kind of toy that you could bond with with your dad as well because he'd want to get involved yeah. and help and transform it. Mm. And um, just yeah fucking great like i say the movie is horribly dramatic as a kid who loved the tv series because you're like <laughs> oh there's ironhide oh shit he's dead oh there's wheeljack oh no they're just dragging in wheeljack's dead body what the fuck's going on <laughs> that movie is very fucking callous in the way it's like you know remember that character you love he's dead there <laughs> for fuck's sake it's quite funny when you watch the cartoon and then you watch the movie because like you know Mm. they take worse shit in the cartoon series but wheeljack could always repair them (laughs) so you're kind of watching it you're like all right so ironhide and like brawn and that are dead and ratchet but if wheeljack's around you can fix them it's like no they drag in his fucking gray dead body (laughs) yeah all right so yeah just clearing it which you know all it was was clearing it out for a new toy line Yes, exactly that. But as a kid, you're not thinking of it in that cynical way. <laughs> but it was just such a great fucking animated series. Can the annuals imagine? as well and the comics at the time were really fucking dark if you ever read them. Yeah. Like I say, I've said, I'm sure I've said it before on this, but I have distinct memories. I need to get the old annuals and work out which one it was in of Starscream. I think all the other Decepticons are dead. Starscream gets Megatron's gun and puts it on his arm. And then yeah. Grimlock runs at him, and as Grimlock's running with his mouth open, he just jams Megatron's can on it in Grimlock's mouth and fires and just blows the back out of Grimlock. He's like, this is in a Transformers cartoon for kids. Jesus. <laughs> this shit is dark. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like that. The G.I. Joe Action Force comic as well had some real dark fucking shit in it. Mm. I suppose you can get away with it in the comic. But All right, then. What's your number three? Okay, my number three is Jason the Wheeled Warriors. I knew you'd have that. That's why I didn't bother putting it on mine. <laughs> Loved it. Again, it was one of those things that really got my imagination going. Um, and I don't think it wasn't that big over here. It was a Channel 4 um, one, wasn't it? It was that yeah. and then um, Ulysses 31. That's it. I want to say on a Sunday morning on Channel 4, and I'm talking like early, like 7 o'clock in the morning, Channel 4, mm. possibly yeah, even earlier. Because as a kid, you got up at stupid o'clock yeah. on weekends and then wanted to lie in bed all day on school days. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I loved the idea of it. I loved the, I, again, it was the big machines, it was the big, the big tractors with massive claws and the monster mines. Um, that just really appealed to me. You know, anything that involved big machinery fighting and big guns and, you know. Um, I, I remember 
to be honest, I remember the the theme tune and the um, and the title sequence more than I actually remember the TV show itself. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I just it was it was looking back at it now, it was quite strange and a bit random because you had that really weird robot alien guy with the, uh, the with the with the jousting stick. Well, it was one of those anime redubs, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, oh, I have no, vague no, memories. It wasn't. It was French. I got a feeling. Yeah, I got a feeling. It's like one of mine where it's um, French Japanese. Yeah. Um, because Ulysses was as well, wasn't it? it? Was a. Yes, it was the same same company. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I've only got the vaguest memories of that and Ulysses. I kind of wish I bought Ulysses 31 when they released it on DVD a little while ago because you can't get it now. Mm. Um, like I say, it was one that I used to catch very early in the morning when there was nothing else on on Channel 4. Uh, yeah, I um, I didn't realise until recently they actually brought out toys. Did they? Yeah, they did. I don't think they were that popular, but yeah, they did. They brought out toys. Awesome. I remember like um, uh, Voltron toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had a Voltron. And uh, I had a rip-off one as well. It's really, really cool. Um, yeah, I've just I th- IMDB, Jason, the Wheeled Warriors, and the mm. things you may also like. It's a long list of stuff. Mask, visionaries. Yeah. yeah. Remember the visionaries toys with the holograms and the shield in the chest. Very much do, yeah. Centurions. Remember the centurions. Uh, Ulysses thirty one. Brave Star. Silverhawks. I don't remember Silverhawks. You will if you see a picture of it. Okay. Um, it is literally just two guys and a woman, just all silver with wings. Uh, okay. Bionic Six, Challenge of the Gobots, Cops. Go-Bots, Did you ever yeah. watch Cops? I remember Cops. Yeah. So they had high tech gadgets. Yeah, they had like. Was there a dog as well? Uh, quite possibly. Called Canine. Hang on, I'll share Silverhawks with you. I've sent you the IMDb link. I think it ran on BBC One here, Silverhawks. It was around the time of like Visionaries and Centurions, that stuff that just ran for one series pretty much and then was gone. Yeah. But, oh, I remember Silverhawks, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing these things. You're like, I have no idea what that is. Oh, there's a picture. It's like, ah! Oh. It's like Telebots or whatever they were called. Telebots, yeah. No idea what they were until you mentioned them a few years ago. And I was like, no, I didn't. I'll Google it. Oh, fuck. Everything flooding back. Um. All right, then, my number two, oddly, sort of in keeping with the French, Japanese, English dub animation, uh, from 1982 is The Mysterious Cities of Gold. Yeah, I was wondering where you were going to mention then. It had to be my number two. For one, it still holds up now. It's got awesome music, both yeah. the theme tune and the score. St. Elmo's Fire track from Mysterious Cities of Gold is still one of my favourite orchestral pieces of music. Um, the story's fucking great. As a kid, it's got that childlike adventure. He flies a giant golden condor, for fuck's sake. 
who didn't want to do that as a kid? They go on an adventure looking for mysterious cities of gold. Um, for the longest time, I was going to be writing a book about it with the guy that did the voice of Mendoza. Oh, yeah. But it just gradually fell apart and he sort of wanted to take it in a different direction to the way I wanted to do it kind of thing. And not that I'm the kind of guy that but it was very much became more his recollection. I was like, to be honest, man, you should write those yourself. There's nothing I'd be doing other than copying what you're sending me. <laughs> but I love that series. Again, like Mysterious Cities of Gold, you had to watch every episode because it followed on. And they had those awesome little bits at the end that are so fucking 80s now that, like, would tell you, like, a little mini documentary about, like, Mayan people or whatever was referenced in that episode. Um, fuck it. I Yeah, I loved that series. I still love that series. They did a second series a couple of years ago that I watched with Jack, which was... It was nice to see it continued, but at the same time... It wasn't quite my Mysterious Cities of Gold. Mm. And then they did a third series, which they didn't even bother dubbing into English, so I've never seen it. Because it never got released here anywhere. Sadly. Because um, I'd love to see how it carried on. Because yeah. I did quite like the second series, it just wasn't quite the first series. The voices were all different, obviously, because it was like 30 years later. Or 20-odd years later, rather. No, probably 30 years later, yeah. Yeah, 82. Yeah. But, yeah, I fucking loved it. Did you ever watch it? I remember, yes. I mean, you bought me the DVD. I did, um, didn't I? I've watched a few episodes, yeah. I, I, I think it's one of those things where it was a bit too serious for me, you see. I think yeah. it was one of those things where it was a bit kind of a bit heavy. You had the bumbling sidekicks for uh, Mendoza, yeah, which provided the comedy. Which, as an adult, you kind of like. I don't need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, like I say, I adore that series. It still holds up. I still go back to it every so often. But it's one of those ones you can't just pop an episode on, unlike say Transformers or any of the others. If you watch one, you kind of got to watch them all. Yeah. Um, I remember when I worked at HMV, spending one of my lunch breaks just rewatching the entire series, like over the course of lunch breaks, not just one. <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking a really long lunch break today. I'm going to watch this entire box set. <laughs> but it's fucking great. And also, surprisingly now, uh, small child penis in it as well. It's animated. Is it really? Before the Simpsons movie, Mysterious Cities yeah. of Gold. Blimey. <laughs> Not that that should be a selling point for anybody. <laughs> it was for you, obviously. No, it's just more of those things. Like, I cannot believe they got away with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. What's your number two? My number two uh, is He-Man. Interesting. Masters of the Universe. That is in my honourable mentions. Um, again, it was about the toys for me. And then that led me on to, on to the cartoons. But um, I, I loved I loved Ram Man. And I used to love it when Ram Man was ever in it. He wasn't in it for very often. Um, but I, I just loved it. I mean, I bought it recently all on iTunes. And they really don't hold up. That's why it didn't episode, make my list in the end. It, that it, and it, Thundercats. 
because I went back yeah. to them as an adult and they do not hold up as an adult. Yeah, Thundercats absolutely doesn't. Um, but you suddenly realise how cheaply made they were. I mean, there's probably about five minutes of original animation in each episode because it's all so redone and it's, it's the same bloody score over <laughs> and over again. The He-Man running to punch is always the exact same shot. Yeah, and of course the I have the power bit as well is always the same. But yeah, it's the score and you know you listen to it and it's exactly the same. It's on the loop. It's probably a, a one minute bit of music on a loop through every single episode, you know. Uh, but I, I just I love it. I love the magic of it, and it just brings back a lot of memories for me. And um, I loved it, and I loved She-Ra because He-Man stopped being on, and She-Ra was the only thing we had on Eternia, so I'd watch She-Ra as well. Yeah, I loved it. There was a very, very, very good reboot series in two thousand and three. Mm. Is that the futuristic one? Uh, no, that was New Adventures of He-Man that came shortly after. That I okay. saw the toys of that first and thought they'd just done toys from the film, but slightly weird. Didn't yeah. realise there was a new human thing. Um, I remember enjoying that as a kid as well, but not as much because it didn't have Man at Arms in it, which Man at Arms was always my favourite for some reason. Mm. I guess even as a child, aspired to just be a grumpy old man who means well. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that 2003 series that like properly rebooted it and like, really went into the lore of it all and mm. didn't do it in the way that Kevin Smith one did, <laughs> which I'm not particularly a fan of. <laughs> I get that people like it and that is cool. It just, for me, nah, I didn't like the way it treated certain characters just to kill them off kind of thing. And But, but yeah, no, like I say, as a kid, Master's Universe was fucking huge. So excited when it was on. Cause it used to be on in the afternoon. It also used to be a mainstay of the Timmy Mallet ones. Yeah. On a weekday morning in the school holidays. But used to be that, and I'm pretty sure it used to be um, Gem and the Holograms around the same time. Of course, yes, absolutely. Which again, you'd watch because there were no other cartoons on, even though you're like, this is for girls. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were very progressive in the 80s. Um, but yeah, but no, like I say, it's just purely. I've still got the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special, but I can never bring myself to go back and rewatch it. But I did mm. buy the box set and watched a few episodes and sold it shortly after. Because <laughs> I was like, this just doesn't hold up. And I, w- I do really want to watch it again and love it, but it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I remember the Master of the Universe movie coming out and being so fucking excited. Oh, God, yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Which I watched that a couple of years ago. It was on one of the Sky Movies channels. I ended up buying it on Blu-ray because I actually really enjoyed it. It's shit, but I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> of course, it's got Cox a great fucking it, score. Yes, yeah. she is. Uh, what, Courtney Cox from Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark video? That Courtney That's Cox. the one, yeah. And nothing else of any note. Of course. Oh, Cougar Tang um... and the Scream yeah, films. Cougar other yeah. than that, I can't think of anything else Courtney Cox was in. Ace Ventura. But other than that... <laughs> Um, isn't in, the, the the main weapon is basically a musical instrument, isn't it? In yeah, it's like a keytar. <laughs> is it cosmic key or something? It's the called. cosmic key, yeah. Oh, right. That's it. Yeah, basically a guitar, Yeah. They didn't have Orco. They had whatever his name was. Yeah. It was the Orco stand-in. Yeah. Um, and Blade, who was an awesome bad guy in the movie. 
wasn't in the oh, animated god, series. Oh god, yeah. It's, it's really weird to think there are so many characters. I mean, the thing about He-Man is that there were so many different characters, and they had so little in, in the movie. You know, they had what they had Man at Arms. Was 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 it was she Teela? Was the woman Teela? Yeah. Obviously He-Man. Obviously Skeletor. And I think that's it. Sorceress. Beastman oh, was yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, oh, Beastman in it. Was he don't remember Beastman? Yeah. Um, Whiplash. I don't know if Whiplash was just in the. Mm. Um. But. So, so yeah. No. What what, what He-Man toys did you have when you were a kid? He-Man, Skeletor. I had that He-Man where his chest spun back round and it was battle damaged. Yeah. I had a battle cap, but it might have been second hand, so I might not have had the saddle or the mask. One of the things. Um, had the... Uh, what's the... Is it Modoc? Hodoc? Haydoc? Hodar? Hadar? Which one? What did it look like? Um... At the end of this Kevin Smith series, that's what comes up on the screen. After Skeletor's been like computery, got machine in yeah. him. Uh, I can't remember. Which I always thought he was a She-Ra bad guy, but I don't think he was. Um, oh, Hordak. Different ones. That's Hordak, thank you. Oh, Hordak. Yeah, he was a She-Ra bad guy. Uh, well, he obviously is mass universe as yeah. well. Um I had Cyclone, I had Ram Man, I had, I want to say I had Fisto, shout out to Tony. <laughs> uh, not treated well in the Kevin Smith series. Oh. Uh, I had Man at Arms, because Man at Arms had a flesh moustache, so it just looked like he had a fat upper lip. <laughs> they never bothered to paint his moustache. Oh, really? Blimey. Um, I think we had the Sorceress as well. Yeah. I think we had Snake Mountain with the ooze. Yeah. Uh... Saying then it was just ones we picked up that were cheap. I think we had the B guy. Both off. All right, be like that. <laughs> um, I wish I still had those, but the heads didn't last long on some of them because mm. they were rubber and easy to pull off. They were. But, but yeah, again, it was more about the toys. But. There was a genuine excitement as a kid to get home and watch the cartoon. Yeah. Like you say, it just doesn't hold on now. I know what your number one's going to be now, then. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, all right, then. Can you guess what my number one is, though? Yes, I can. Go on, then. Batman animated series. My number one, running from 1992 to 1995, yeah. is Peppa Pig. No, it's Batman the animated series. <laughs> It had to be Batman the Animated Series. It's the granddaddy of cartoons. Yeah. The animation is stunning. It's such a bold program, it didn't even need to put its title up in its opening credits. Yeah. It just needed Batman stood on a building with lightning flashing on him. It's some of the best Batman stories told. Mm. It's fucking amazing. And some of the best, it was introduced some of the best characters too, didn't it? Yeah, Harley Quinn and. It's just, ah, oh, it was such a good series. Like I say, was it's Clayface just... introduced in that, or was he already in it? Ooh, you might. Mister Freeze. It was Batman the animated series that gave him a backstory mm. of the Nora Freeze stuff. That all came from the animated series. Heart of Ice is like one of the most beautiful animated 
bearing in mind it's only like 20 22 minutes so we'll to get the story in yeah it's such a good fucking series i mean it became the new batman and robin adventures which was that's when the animation style changed and it wasn't quite as good for me the stories were still great but the animation style was quite jarring yeah because they really simplified everything which is weird because they simplified everything anyway mm. it just looked started to look like a cheap imitation they like changed the joker's eyes so they were like black with green pupils it just wasn't right um but yeah those first two series of batman animated series fucking stunning and then obviously it spawned things that hit my honorable mention so superman the animated series which i like but isn't my favorite superman cartoon uh, we'll come to that in a minute and obviously justice league and justice league unlimited and batman beyond all of those hold up but yeah batman the animated series is just amazing and like I say if you go back to it now it's still perfect because they didn't they put it in sort of like this timeless period mm. And oh, it, it spawned yeah. one of the best Batman movies as well, with Batman Master yeah. Phantasm, which like took the animated series style and just perfected it even more because they had a movie budget. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just gorgeous to look at. And it did that nice elements of the Tim Burton movies, but taking it and putting it its own, into its own art deco but sort of inspired by the um, Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. Yeah, it was just so stylish, wasn't it? So it's just amazing. And yeah. it, really difficult to draw. <laughs> it looks because so simple. It is. It's the beauty, the beauty of the simplicity. But if you get the angle of Batman's jaw just slightly off, or his the barrel of his chest not quite right, it just doesn't look right at all. They were done to perfect Bruce Timm's designs were fucking superb the animators did an amazing job on it and they did it all on black paper so they, painted, really? on, they painted the backgrounds on black wow to get that gotham style mm. it's such there's a really good documentary on it's on youtube now um that's all about the batman the animated series i'll um find it i'll send you a link yeah cool but it's it's quite a long watch it's like an hour hour and a half i think it's a really good documentary. It's like The Heart of Batman, I think it's called. It was on the DVDs, but Warner Brothers started putting those documentaries up on YouTube, mm. which is amazing. So you get like the Superman documentaries on there, the Secret Origins, the DCs on there. But it's just the perfect animated series. And you know it's great because at the time, even adults were fucking enjoying it. Mm. Um, it, it appealed to comic book fans and non-comic book fans which is a fine act to walk with like i said as much as i love spider-man it was a very different beast these batman ones were just standalone and beautiful title cards for the episodes like the joker's favor and all that with the, the bit like um adventure time did them as well these beautiful title plates with just art in the background stunning stuff absolutely mm, okay. fucking stunning um but yeah i mean that's my number one um like i say perfect mixture of animation story voice spot on beautiful originally mark hamill wasn't the joker either it was tim curry oh really but it wasn't working so mark hamill had already done a guest spot and then they got him to do the joker and he was like 
He's like, if you want a Jack Nicholson sound like get Christian Slater, and they're like, no, we want you to do your thing. It's arguably his most iconic role after Luke Skywalker, eh? Mm. Um, Except for Cockknocker, of course. Well, yeah, but then he didn't come back for the super groovy cartoon movie. <laughs> wisely. Yeah. Speaking of disappointing cartoons. <laughs> but I'm amazed that wasn't on your list. I'm guessing you just assumed because it would be on mine, you could leave it off. Yeah, I thought that goes without saying, really. There's very been very little overlap in our list. Because your number okay, one is going to be our last overlap. Amazing. It's not our only overlap. No, no. What was the other one? No, we had Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more overlap. I think our honourable mentions will have quite a few. Yeah, I imagine they will. So, all right then. Let's do your number one. Like, we don't know what it is. Go on, Crikey, let's do, Chief. Crikey, Chief. <laughs> did it run from 1981 to 1992? Funny enough, yes, it did. And did it get a surprisingly better than it should have been reboot with Alexander Armstrong a few years ago? Yes, which I've seen only seen a couple of, but yes, it is very good. It is. It really holds up. I bought those on DVD as well. I really enjoyed them. <laughs> so, for those who haven't been following along, your number one is Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Yeah, Uh I, I I just love it. I've always really liked it. Um, you know, just had that thing in my heart and I always remember it when I was a kid. And, you know, it was the kind of thing where you could sit along with your dad and your mum and they were laughing as well. You know, probably different jokes to what you were laughing at. But um, it still holds up. It's very clever, very funny, uh, very British. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just it's got it was a proper part of my childhood. Lives in a post box as well. Even as an adult, when I empty post boxes on my own, I'm disappointed there's not a little mouse layer in the bottom. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. I always remember um, it being on on a Tuesday because we used to go to my mum's after school on a Tuesday. Mm. And it was always on while tea was cooking. And I always remember it. I always remember being devastated when it was budget day. Because <laughs> Danger Mouse wouldn't be on. Yeah. Uh, that I, yeah, it's just one of those. I mean, the humour of it was just a proper Monty Python type of humour. In fact, wasn't there a couple of Monty Python crossovers as well? Quite possibly. There was, was that the, the, David Jason, wasn't it? And, yeah. Um, and there was there was one episode where you got the you know the, the fish. Where is the fishy fish? That that guy from uh, Meaning of Life. Oh yeah. The one with the long arms. He was in one of the episodes. Do you know what I remember with Danger Mouse was when it God. used to be on at about midnight on one of the cartoon channels when we yeah. were old and my birthday when I was sharing that house with my brother and Gary. Oh you, me and Catherine God. sat on my bed watching back to back Danger Mouse between yes. like 12 and one o'clock in the morning. Slightly absolutely pissed. I remember that. No, I absolutely remember that. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. That was the most exciting three way I've ever had in my bed. Yeah, sort of yeah, Catherine yeah. sat between us just being like you two are fucking idiots <laughs> but, good lord yeah I mean it was only so low on my list just because I have fonder memories because I was obviously younger when Danger Mouse was on so the memories mm. were slightly different and then it's more memories as an adult of Danger Mouse because yeah. it had a real rekindling around the time I was well, it would have been 2021, 20, wouldn't I, around that time? Mm. 
it became this cult thing that was on late at night on, I want to say Cartoon Network, one of those ones. Because it used to be that and Samurai Jack used to be on at that time. Which Samurai Jack was obviously a new thing. Danger Mouse was mm. the classic old thing. Um, but I just fucking loved it. Great. And introduced Count Duckula as well, so he gets that. Even though the Count Duckula in Danger Mouse is very, very different, different to the Count Duckula we get. Yeah. Count Duckula's in my honourable mentions. Yeah. But I figured, in again, you couldn't have Danger Mouse and Count Duckula. Slice of David. And like I say, it got rebooted and I was dreading that reboot. Because how do you mm. have Danger Mouse not voiced by David Jason? But it, it worked perfectly with Alexander Armstrong. Yeah. And it kept the irreverent humour. But I mean, it's never going to be great. It's amazing. Yeah. It's such a great show. Again, like Banana Man, sort of that goodies. Sort of mm. It's very much the humour of um, what, like, the people at Cosgrove Hall would have grown up on. Yeah. So, did you buy that 50 years of Danger Mouse, not 30 years, 40 years, whatever it was, I book don't know. that was in oh, Tesco's? That, that, no, uh, yes, I do. I do have that, yeah. yeah. It's very good. I haven't gone through it completely yet, but it is very good. No, I haven't sat down and read it. I can't remember where I put my yeah. copy now. But it's very expensive for what it was, but it was a very nice set. Mm. Uh, uh, I can't see where my copy is right now, but I've still got my. The best thing about that rebooted Danger Mouse series was that you actually got Danger Mouse toys come back out. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I've I got did. Some of these. <laughs> You've got that awesome Danger Mouse statue, though, with them in the I've car. I've got a few of them, yeah. I've got a few of them. I've got that one. I've got Colonel K. I've got um, the Frog Leg Flyer. And I've got, um, uh, I got them running away from the bomb from the title sequence. Yeah. And I've Again, got... speaking of title sequences, that was an amazing title sequence. Yeah, absolutely was. Great theme tune, great visuals. Didn't take yourself too seriously. No. Yeah, it was good. Classic. So that's my number one. Nice. All right, then. Before we, like, do a countdown of our top ten, let's do some honourable mentions. Okay. So I've got a few. I've got two that are purely based on mostly watching them with Jack and Daniel, which Postman Pat I remember as a kid, and I remember watching it with Jack and Daniel when they were little as well. Yeah. And um, also the biggest lie in the world ever, though, because I have since being a postman, I have not had to get a cow out of a tree. I've not been given a helicopter. Um, There's not like a multitude of kids on my round that look like me. (laughs) As an adult, if you watch it, Postman Pat's been fucking a lot of people because a lot of the kids have (laughs) this fucking look. He is the granddaddy of that fucking. Um, but I got that, and speaking again of Alexander Armstrong, Hey Dougie's on my list as well. Oh, yeah. Which you'll only watch if you've got small children, but it is fucking genius. I think we showed you an episode, the one with the cake badge. Yes, you did, yeah. Where they eat the rabbits thing. And you just got that one French rabbit that's like, sit on your bed. You got the hippie rabbit that's like, oh, man, you ate my cake. <laughs> um, X-Men I talked about. Because it came close. Um, Action Force, G.I. Joe, 
I more remember, I don't ever remember it being on telly. I remember having the videos and the toys. Mm. Um, Real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Was one for me. I loved it, but again, it's more the films than the animated series for me. I don't, and I remember getting the toys more than anything. And weirdly, Blonde Egon. Oh, yeah, he was blonde, wasn't he? Why was he yeah. blonde? I don't know. Really weird Elvis swirl thing going on. I don't know if it was getting like like permission to use likenesses or what. But then Venkman was kind of. I guess they just wanted to make him different. For I suppose you'd have three characters with the same sort of hair color. Yeah, because Janine was very different in Real Ghostbusters, but in Ghostbusters too, she looked more like a Ghostbusters cat, a real Ghostbusters character, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, it's um. And obviously that incorporated Slimer into being part of the team. Yeah. I do like real Ghostbusters. It just didn't quite. I didn't have the nostalgic hit of it. I always watched it as a kid because I couldn't watch the film. In that I didn't have the original artwork. I have. I still need to get up on the wall. Yeah, you bought me a couple of cells from it, didn't you? Mm. It's very cool. Um, speaking of films turned into cartoons, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. I that don't was remember a, that at all. That was a Channel 4 Sunday morning one as well, surprisingly. Uh, Earthworm Jim. Because he's the only one. Well, he's such a groovy guy. Uh, on a par with that, The Tick. Yep. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man I've talked about. I will come back to that one last. Masters Universe was on yours. We talked about Thundercats we talked about. Garfield and Friends. I used to love Garfield and Friends. My granddad used to save Garfield strips and Calvin and Hobbes strips from the Daily Express for me. Oh, amazing. And occasionally he'd ring me up, particularly Calvin and Hobbes. He'd ring me up and read out the Calvin and Hobbes because it amused him so much. <laughs> um, our all-time favourite Calvin and Hobbes is still Calvin getting into the toilet and pulling the flush instead of having a bath. I remember him laughing at that one and the one where Calvin's got a loose tooth and he can turn it round. But this is Garfield. Anyway, but yeah, I loved Garfield and Friends. I loved, I had Garfield Goes to Hollywood on video. Back when they made like a series of 20 minute, half hour short films with Garfield. Yeah. And then Garfield and Friends, because it was that and Orson's Farm, wasn't it? Orson's Farm, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got The Dreamstone, which used to be on ITV. I vaguely remember that. Uh, Strange and the Dream was the song from it. Mm. Uh, Mike Bass, I think it was. Uh, Raccoons, we talked about. Dog Tanning and the Musker Hounds would have been on there if it wasn't for the fact that the second series is shit. And it was close enough to Around the World in 80 Days and had fonder members of Around the World in 80 Days. Uh, Bucky O'Hare is on my list. Of course. And then my last honourable mention, which came very, very close, but I just couldn't quite put it on there. And is my favourite animated Superman is the Ruby Spears Superman series, which only ran for one series. Um, I loved it. It was on, I want to say it was on Cartoon Network when I got in from school or before school. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved that. It was fucking great. Like I say, it only ran for like 13 episodes. I bought it on DVD and watched, rewatched it a few years ago. Um, but it's proper John Byrne Superman in a cartoon. Um, and for my money, they've not topped that as a Superman series. Mm. Um, I'm sure for others it doesn't hold up, but for me, I absolutely adore it. Um, but yeah, that's my honourable mentions. 
What have you got on yours? Okay. Um, I'll run through my honourable mentions, but I've also got another top five. Or Actually, it is a top ten, but I'll go through it quick. I'd like to share with you as well. So all my honourable mentions are, I'll go through all of them quickly. We mentioned Thundercats. Um, we mentioned, well, we vaguely mentioned Mask. Again, Mask, I remember the toys more than I remember the actual cartoon. Yeah, again, I've got it on DVD, but after the disappointment that was Thundercats and yeah. He-Man, I've never been able to bring myself to rewatch it. Uh, Brave Star. I used to love Brave Star, but again, I couldn't really tell you much about it now. So one I've got on here is something that I was going to say, do you remember? Do you remember the Paw Paw Bears? Yes. Um, with the, with they had a big totem pole that used to come alive yeah. when they used to blow the horn or something. Um, I've got the Muppet Babies because that used to be on before um, your Saturday morning TV show. Um, I've got now, I, I put this down because I hate it. <laughs> I used to really hate the animals of Harvingwood. Yeah. It used to really freak me out. I just I just didn't like it. It was too serious for me. Uh, I've also got the real Ghostbusters. Uh, pole Position. Do you remember Pole Position? Yeah, I remember Pole Position. It was basically a Knight Rider ripoff. Reboot was another one I used to love. Reboot, yeah. That was that of the early days of computer animation, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, then we've got Count Dracula, we've mentioned Tailspin. Which was which was fantastic. With um, that had Lord Lord McQuack um, was it Lord Pad McQuack? Yeah, I think so. Was, uh, I got Trapdoor. Nice. See, I wasn't okay. sure with a bit like Postman Pat whether it's stop yeah. motion rather than animation. Yeah, I think they're both animation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got Dungeons and Dragons uh, mainly because that used to terrify me when I was a kid. Yeah. Again, that was. One of mine. Again, never ended uh, either. No, yeah, absolutely. They never got back, did they? Uh, Willy Fogg, uh, DuckTales, yeah. Woo Woo. Uh, Earthworm Jim. Yeah, I loved Earthworm Jim. Again, irreverent humour. Yeah, again, not really something I ever watched, but... Voiced by Homer Simpson. Loved. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, yeah, thingy. Dan Cuthbert, uh, who was also Doc Brown in the Back to the Future cartoon. Oh, was which was also surprisingly good but I just my honourable mentions list was just becoming a list of cartoons I used to watch <laughs> um, Rugrats oh Rugrats fuck I knew there was yeah. something I was missing I adored Rugrats I still love Rugrats now fuck I knew I'd forgotten one fantastic. I need to redo my list <laughs> <laughs> and the gummy bears yeah do you but, remember, oh, what was it? It was Tom Bosley, the dad from Happy Days, was a voice and he was a gnome. Is it Tom the Gnome or something like that? No, I don't remember that at all. It used to be on, I want to say it was on, again, another one on Channel 4. Mm. It used to be that and Mrs. Pepperpot was another one. Uh, I remember Sylvalian Families as an animated series. And yeah. there was an animated series that was very short-lived that was on Sky 1. That I cannot remember anything about it other than it was like people were different colours, as in they were like yellow people, blue people, and they weren't allowed to oh. mix. And that sounds. Are you sure that wasn't some kind of American politics show? 
It quite possibly was, but it was a series that oh, ran for a little while. I mean, that was basically what it was. It was, you know, oh. an animated thing dealing with racism, but in a thing of, of like, you know, we have orange people, yellow people, green people, that sort of thing. But I, I cannot remember anything about it. There was also something that used to be on called, I want to say Little Amigo. Okay. Like a little Mexican kid that travelled around, like taught you the history of where football started and different things from history and the origins of it. Again, that used to be part of DJ Cat. Mm. I want to say it was called Little Amigo, but I might be wrong. But it's that weird thing that you've just got snippets of that rather than clear memories. Yeah. I remember but, something. It was a Captain Z in the Dream Team or something. Yes. And he used to go around in like a cloud car. That's it. I remember that. Fucking Captain Planet. Oh yeah, Captain Planet, yeah. Uh, allegedly, like John Constantine, his look was based on Sting. Oh right. Allegedly. Then you had animate weird animated things like um there was an MC Hammer animated series. I remember that yeah, being on Channel a Four. Mr. A Mr. T one. Yeah. You had the um the Robocop cartoon. See, I quite liked the Robocop cartoon. The original one. Uh, I always remember one with him going to dinner with Lewis and everybody staring at him. You kinda like, this is weird. <laughs> um but, but yeah, so that's almost it. What were your you sort of had ten character design things. Do you want to do that now or do you want to so, save yeah. that for another thing? No, let me go through these quick. So these are my because I'm mainly doing this because the rules that you put at the beginning made me have made me I couldn't mention some of my favourites. Yeah. So uh, my favourite, um, yeah, character designs through the years I think from from cartoons from cartoons I grew up with, um, things that I still think are in my my art bank and I do kind of sometimes take little elements of them and put them into my drawings. Um. Right, right from the bottom, basically my favourite characters, we've got Swedish Chef from the Muppets. Yep. Who's just my ultimate. He's fantastic. See, I was always a beaker guy. Oh, definitely Swedish Chef. Um, then from He-Man, I've got two. I've got Ram-Man, who we mentioned yep. earlier, who was my favourite, but also Orko. Orko's amazing design. It, you have to try really hard. I really like the design of Orko in the Kevin Smith series as well, where he's sort of like yeah. a floating hobo kind of look. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I learnt, he's, just, he's just really mysterious, and you don't know a lot about him. And he's just really cool. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. If you yep. basically, uh, you know, you can look at Sonic the Hedgehog and look at him, look at suits. They're basically the same design. Um, I can't wait for from... him to fuck it up in the uh, movie adaptation of Zood, <laughs> and I have to have a fan campaign to get him to change it. <laughs> what do you mean he's got fur? <laughs> What do you mean um, he's got weird muscly legs? Mutley <laughs> um, from yeah. Bastardly and Mutley. Just fantastic. He's basically a barrel. Fantastic design. Um, Earthworm Jim, we've spoken about. Now, Earthworm Jim's an amazing design. I'm so really glad is. I managed to get an Earthworm Jim figure. I know the guy who created Earthworm Jim is problematic now, but. Is he really? Yeah, various things. <laughs> Um, T Bob. Ooh. Mask. Yes. 
trying to think of a new T Bob from. I just thought he was fantastic. He's basically, uh, yeah, he's, he's just great. And he can turn into a motorbike and he's really quick. Um, this was a random one. We spoke about He-Man. We spoke about She-Ra. We spoke about the Evil Horde. But do you remember the Horde troopers? Yes. They were basically the Horde robots. So they had like like a very squashed in head, really muscular body. They were awesome. Um, so that's, that's my number five. Um, number four, an all-time favourite, has got to be Prime, Optimus Prime. He's just cool, and I love the toys. I've got a couple of those the original toys. All right, sure. And he's, <laughs> and he's just absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, he's very cool. Uh, number three, Gizmo Duck. Yeah. Gizmo Duck is just pretty perfect. He's just, Did you get that figure of Gizmo Duck? Yeah, I've got him, yeah. Yeah, I really want to get him. I really should pull the trigger on that. Yeah, he's very cool. Uh, number two is cheating a bit because it's a movie character, but I had to put him in because he's one of my all-time favourite designs, and that's Wally. Yeah. He's just perfect. He is. I mean, he's basically the child of Johnny Five, uh, but he just works so well. He's so uh, There's so much emotion you can stick in him. He's just great. And um, I think we can all guess number one, can't we, Stuart? I think we can. It's Peppa Pig. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, Marvin the Martian. That's because I've always been fascinated by Marvin the Martian. I love the idea that the fact that he's basically dressed as a Roman centurion um, because of the, the god of the god Mars, Roman god. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I collect as much as I can of Marvin memorabilia. And yeah, he's just really cool. I nearly bought you for Christmas, but I figured Chantal would get it in Sainsbury's. They had a Marvin the Martian bath toy thing. Oh yeah, I saw that. You stick it on. You you, you stick yeah. it on the, on the side, and you can squirt water in it. Yeah. No, I don't have that, but I have seen that. Damn it! I was going to buy you that as a joke Christmas present, but I was sure Chantal would see it and buy it for you, or somebody would have seen it and bought it for you. <laughs> nope, I'm afraid not. No, I must admit I bought the Space Jam New Legacy Marvin the Martian toy. Yeah, I it's the first decent Marvin the Martian toy I've seen for a long time because I love Marvin the Martian too. I think it's one of the things you and I bonded over quite early on. Yeah. I mean, you're more Marvin the Martian than I am, but like you say, just as a design, yeah. just a little black head with a Roman centurion's helmet on. Just genius. Yeah. He's also quite tricky to draw as well. Yeah. It's that and Optimus Prime. Like I say, the beauty, beauty simplicity of Gen 1 Optimus Prime compared to how they overcomplicated it for those Michael Bay films. Yeah. Because we don't need to see his mouth. He has a mouth guard. That's all we need. <laughs> um, but, again, I mean, if I was doing design-wise, I think Garfield is a wonderful design. Yeah. I know it started in comics. Um, hey, Dougie. It's just a beautiful design. I, like I say, I hate to keep banging on about this, but <laughs> I love yeah, Hader. I love the animated style. That it yeah. is just flat colours. You sort of look at it and be like, well, that's the flat, so when are you going to render it? Yeah, mm. I'm making those references now too. Even though I <laughs> don't know what they are or why you actually do it. But, <laughs> um, Marvin the Martian, Bugs Bunny as well. 
absolutely gorgeous design. That's why I was so disappointed when you say we couldn't mention Looney Tunes because they were originally on the cinema. Because I could just go to town on Looney Tunes. Yeah. My thing with Looney Tunes was they were always part of something else. Mm. It was either a block of Looney Tunes cartoons like Bugs Bunny and Friends or the Bugs Bunny show, or it was part of like Rolf's Cartoon Club. Mm. Where they used to show... Well, it wasn't Rolf's Cartoon Club, was it? That was the ITV thing. You used to have a Looney Tunes cartoon and then Rolf Harris would come on and show you how to draw them. Yeah. Before the news on BBC One. So that's possibly even pre-Neighbours days, taking it right back to the beginning of the episode. Um, but it's, I mean, we could do a whole episode on Looney Tunes stuff and like the Tex Avery cartoons and even some of those early Disney shorts. Some amazing yeah. Disney shorts as well. Um, I mean, it was more Looney Tunes in my house because my dad loved Bugs Bunny, and that's where my love of it came from. But one of my favourite short films, cartoons, whatever, ever is still. Um, the Bugs Bunny one where he's playing baseball. Mm. Amazing cartoon. Um, also, um, again, started in cartoon strips, but Snoopy and um, Charlie Brown from Peanuts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing design. And again, I would have put those in, but they were done more as short films rather than a cartoon series. Um, I know there's one now on Apple TV that I need to sit down and watch. But I love Charlie Brown. I mean... Charlie Brown is very much not to be one of those wankers, but my spirit animal. <laughs> Just a guy who fucking tries hard and generally fails. <laughs> a bit like the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Just wants to put things on to help people, you know, cheer people up, that sort of thing. But Peanuts is just genius. Like I say, um, I think if Calvin and Hobbes had ever been sold to be an animated series, that would also be up there. But it was only ever appeared, and I'm so glad it is only ever a cartoon in a paper. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just like you say, Earthworm Jim's an amazing design. Um, Again, it's the simplicity and it's the absurdity of it as well. Well, it is. It's just a muscle suit with a fucking worm's head sticking out the top. Of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it brilliant. Give you sense whatsoever. I mean, Simpsons Bender from Futurama. Yeah, oh, the Planet Express from Futurama. I've got a little model of it. Yeah, I know it's not a character, but that's just a gorgeous-looking ship. Um, like you say, Wally. I've got a little toy of Wally. Absolutely love it. Say, so had to buy it. It's just a box yeah. with arms and fucking. I know. Tank tracks on it, <laughs> and a pair of goggles for a head. But it's just beautiful. I've got the Lego set, and it's still one of my favourite Lego sets I've ever built. Yeah, again, that's one I deeply regret not pulling the trigger on but even things like um astro boy and mega man yeah again i got a little figure of mega man fucking love mega man um dr robotnik from sonic the hedgehog's a great design he's he is great again simplicity yeah there is the original one at least again taking it back to the list danger mouse mm. burke from trapdoor lovely all right then let's count down our top tens again 
Number 10 for me, Around the World with Willy Fogg. My number 10 was Transformers. My number 9 was Star Wars The Clone Wars. Mine was Banana Mark. My number 8 was Danger Mace. Mine was, was Raccoons. My number 7 was Phidias and Ferb. My number 7 was Inspector Gadget. My number 6 was Spider-Man or Spider-Man animated series as it's now known. My number 6 was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Mine was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles as it was then, or Ninja Turtles as it is now for my um, number 5. My my number five was Wacky Races. My number four was The Animaniacs. My number four was Batpink. My number three was The Transformers. My number three was Jason the Real Warriors. My number two was The Mysterious Cities of Gold. My number two was He-Man and the Masses of the Universe. And in at number one was, for me, Batman the Animated Series. And my number one, down from ten, is Danger Mouse. I think that's a pretty good top 20. I know we got I a couple of so. overlaps. We only had three overlaps, which is surprising. Yeah. Really surprised, actually. It's nice to, to bring up some ones that you know we haven't. I mean, ones I've completely forgotten. I mean, I've surprisingly got mine's not as many eight. I mean, eighties make up the bulk of mine. Yeah, but I had a couple of recent ones on there, and then nineties sort of golden age for me with cartoons because I was enjoying them sort of in that in between age. Yeah. So my, my latest was, was uh, Hero Turtles. Yeah. 96. Uh, and those ones sort of hold up a little bit more, I think, mm. than some of the others. But like I say, He-Man didn't make the list because the nostalgia, yes, but they haven't gone back to it. Mm. Oh, it's I, terrible. I, I couldn't justify it. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's our lists anyway. If you've got your own that you want to sort of chuck at us some cartoons we didn't mention or just let us know what your top three is if you don't want to do a full top ten uh we definitely love that. not you the <laughs> listener i'm talking oh, to my mum shut up but yeah i mean that's it for for that i think we were exhausted that topic um i quite like doing these top tens we'll have to come up with some other ones at some point yeah absolutely but yeah so very quickly i don't know we, we went out we didn't mention it earlier if you can quickly say your top three adult uh cartoons right can you think of them what would they be oh, i mean simpsons ah uh, oh no i need some time to think about this yeah you've got your top three haven't you uh, I got my top one. Actually, hang on a minute. No top one. No, I probably do have my top three actually. Uh, see, I used to love Family Guy, but then I went off it. I used to love American Dad, but I went off it. I hated the Cleveland Show, and then I really enjoyed it. Mm. But it wouldn't make a list, I don't think. Um, love South Park back in the day. Celebrity Deathmatch, I used to love. Oh wow, Celebrity Deathmatch. House of Rock, I used to love that first series. Would you count um, Ren and Stimpy as an adult cartoon? Uh, I don't know. It ran on Nickelodeon, didn't it? It's sort of that in betweeny yeah. thing. Um, possibly. Again, Beavis and Bird, I used to love. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely The Simpsons. Definitely King of the Hill. King of the Hill, of course. I love King of the Hill. It's fucking genius. And Tom Petty popped up in it. Like The Simpsons. 
Um, I know the Simpsons people like to do the <laughs> is that still on? So, yes, it's still on. Fuck off. <laughs> um, and it's not as good as it used to be. It's not Bart trapped in a well with Sting digging him out. <laughs> with the, you know, I couldn't leave a fan down here. Well, I don't think I've ever heard him. Shmarge, he's a good digger. <laughs> um, the Spawn animated series was amazing. That's very much an adult cartoon. Oh, that, was, that was amazing. Yeah, it was. Again, why has that never been released on DVD? You can get the shitty movie, but you can't get the amazing animated series. Was it Keith David or David Keith? I always get the name the wrong way around. I can't remember. Because there is a Keith David who was in The Thing, and there is a David Keith who was Daredevil's dad. I think that's the right way around. Yeah, Keith David was the voice of Spawn, and he was amazing at it. Um, I remember that animated series being advertised in like pub toilets. You know when they used to put ads up in pub toilets? They had frames. Oh, yeah. So you'd be taking a pee and looking at Spawn, looking at you judgmentally. Um, I can't really think of other adult... Futurama, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm really drawing a blank on adult cartoons. That should be something to have a think about and come back to. Okay. Because there's got to be... Oh, there's hundreds. Other stuff. Like I say, House of Rock was wonderfully irreverent from the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, I was well into that at one point. I think you got me into it, to be fair. I think you yeah. asked me if I'd watched it. Because it's John Denver, Freddie Mercury, is it Notorious yeah. B.I.G., Mark Boland. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. And, 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 Big, and Biggie, yeah. Biggie and then they did a second series where they changed it out for some different ones. Uh, it was no longer John Denver, was it? It was, it wasn't John Denver. I honestly yeah. can't remember. But that was one of those irreverent late night Channel 4 on a Friday ones, wasn't it? Mm. Fucking, I had that on video. The DVD doesn't have the first series on it, I don't think. I think it's got the second series. Mm. I just remember, is it Notorious B.I.G. fucking a fridge? Yes. He <laughs> was fucking a refrigerator. That's quite <laughs> right. <laughs> but... But yeah, awesome. All right, um, any shout outs or anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm very unprepared for that. I was too busy with one of my lists. So That's fine. Not I've not got any either. So I will just plug uh, And Why Not is back. So far, this series, we've done Mission Impossible. We did a Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler special, which caused some controversy between Dan, who I work with, because... I, as a throwaway comment, said that I enjoyed Venom, Let There Be Carnage more. And I've not heard the end of it since. I didn't even particularly mean it as like it was a better film, but now I've got a stand by it. So now I just tell him that Venom, Let There Be Carnage is a five-star masterpiece. It isn't. It's barely a three-star masterpiece. I just really quite enjoyed it. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so um, we've got Big Trouble in Little China come in on it's out on tuesday the 15th of this month and then on the first of next month is a town called panic and that's the ones i've got in the bag at the moment i've got a couple of others lined up to record i just need to set the dates but yeah hopefully and why not i'll be running every two weeks with some gaps every so often probably because of just pinning people down um but yeah so that's it that i've really got to plug uh check out the um Andy's website. Yeah, uh, I am zoot.co.uk. 
Um, yeah, and check out the work he's been doing because it is awesome. Um, not as good as my dog I drew in our class years ago, but yeah. obviously nothing ever <laughs> will be. And um, yeah, I might even have some comics sort of hopefully coming out at some point. So keep them peeled for that. And uh, yeah, next time we can talk about the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> oh yeah. But until then, yeah, because the last episode hasn't dropped yet, so we might have to do a full spoiler special on that. If, but I just don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I've, I've got, yeah, I, I've got a few feelings. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that next time. That's something for people to look forward to and come back for. By which point, it'll be old news, but we'll be. It'll be all about Moon Knight by then. Oh yeah, of course. But until then, uh, thanks for listening. Like I say, if you've got any comic suggestions, uh, cartoon suggestions you want to chuck in, add to your top three, top five, top ten, whatever you want to do, let us know in the comments wherever you see this posted. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a month or so. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bye. Bye.